He wants to live a clean life. He wants us to be clean and Teasing saved. Everything. everything. Listen, y'all be shocked when the Lord don't answer. Unshock yourself. Go brush your teeth <laughs> and be prepared mm. for what the Lord is going to do. Right, welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw another Podcast, one. your favorite podcast with your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negros. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are here, two black millennials, just trying to do our best. To navigate this thing called life, and in particularly, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstance of just trying to figure it out. Brian Allen Hare, God first of his name, <laughs> Nike aficionado. How are you, sir? Uh, it's always a great day to be black, man. Wherever you look, you look like you're part of the Crips. Get <laughs> on all this blue. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I guess. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's what I used to wear when I was younger, but That's now you, I mean, used, I, oh, uh, no. I used to wear this when I was younger. But um, now I'm in a different organization. Mm. Um, so now you wear the blood for the for the blood of Jesus, <laughs> blood of the lamb, the, the crimson the lamb. for for the blood. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've been washed and made made whole, mm. and now I belong to another organization called Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I feel like you just trip off with this one, man. My God. My God. Knows how to party. Knows how to party. California. Knows how to party. Why do they still investigate Tupac's murder? At this point, like, he's dead. Like, it don't matter who killed him. It matters who killed him, but it don't really matter who killed him. It, I mean, it's been how many years? Like, since 97 years 90, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's almost 30 years. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, it, like, it does matter in a sense, but, like, lowest the keys. If y'all ain't found them. Yeah. If God don't do it, it won't, <laughs> it won't be, be done. done. It's going to take a miracle <laughs> from God. That's what that woman said. Uh, uh, how was your trips? Then you went to the... You went to, um, Paradise, Pennsylvania, and Vegas. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I am. I'm exhausted. Like I am really yeah. tired. Yeah. Um. I was at home only one full day last week, so I was at home on okay. Thursday. So, I uh, left out Monday. I had a speaking uh, intensive. Um, mm. How did that go? With the, with it was. People. It was great. It was great. Okay. Uh, they helped us with um, really being able to curate uh, a presentation within a matter of minutes uh mm-hmm. you know uh, helped with understanding um some fine points and sharpening some skills in terms of okay uh filler words and stuff like that i'm probably gonna use all those on this podcast right now but 
recognizing those things, those tales, those signs, uh, when it comes to you speaking in front of folks and, um, play hand placement gestures, walking, intentional movement, um, kind of some stuff, you know, in mind, and mind you, we, we are, you and I are public speakers. That's what we do. We've been public speaking for years, for years. The church has prepared um, us. Right. So it was cool to, for him, for them to be like, Oh, well that, 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 that I'm like, Oh, it was, it was kind of humbling. Cause it was like, I've been public speaking for years and mm-hmm. they're like kind of showing and pointing out things. And like, I didn't know I did that. So, um, and then there was something I know that I did that I just needed to work on. Right. So sure. that was a, a great experience. And then after that, Came on Wednesday night, like almost midnight on Wednesday. Or actually, at midnight. I got home midnight on uh, Wednesday. I was home all day Thursday and then flew out Friday to go to Las Vegas for a conference where I actually had to speak at uh, to represent the firm that I work for. So uh, it was a a, a um, long week. Shout out to Lauren, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, who held it down um, while I was out. Uh, you know, I have a three-year-old for those that don't already know and she is heavily active so shout out to lauren for holding it down while i was not at home uh, i appreciate you so uh, open open appreciation for that my god uh, yeah that i was though, man. i was working you were i guess handling the like, business of <clears throat> app alpha side fraternity incorporated i was i was <laughs> i was i was a delegate socially and <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy spending time with our, our frat brothers, meeting yes. new brothers, um, connecting with brothers from mm-hmm. um, the past. I don't say, I'm saying like they were dead, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, brothers who I, I crossed with and brothers who I've met along this here journey. So it was great. Got a chance to reconnect with my sons and my LBs who we were mm-hmm. all in an Airbnb together. And um, my mentor, my mentor, my mentee um, who yeah. just came over yes. not too long ago. Shout out Devin Scott Ford and then his LB, yep. um, Grayson, um, just got to, you know, be around them. So it was a good time. Conclave, yeah. this is my, my second one. Okay. Um, so it was a good time. It's my, my my third time in Tampa, first time not being there for church. So that was okay. interesting, especially walking through the convention center. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, this is this is this is where the my convention would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just it was just super interesting to see that same convention center built out. For right. something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, brothers from all across the world. What I yeah. hear, Brian, it was the most attended conclave since Centennial. Wow. Okay. So it was a lot. I think people were just excited post-COVID. Um, so Phoenix in 2025, they're bringing back Founders Day, National Founders Day. Okay, where's so that going to be? We've never, we've never stopped having Founders Day, mm-hmm. but they did stop nationally convening us because of COVID, and we are nationally convening in your favorite American city, the New Orleans Louisiana. Oh, oh, okay. And J five is on a Friday. Oh, so it is already better. built. It's already built into the weekend. Buy my ticket now. Um, listen, <laughs> I'm already planning to probably come up Thursday night. Okay. Um, and be there Friday, Saturday, and I'm first thing out of there Sunday morning because I'm going to need church. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. so yeah. But no, Conclave was great, man. Wished you could have been there. Me too. Didn't get a chance to see the 98 facets of a diamond. Don't do that. Oh, Don't do it like that. Don't do that. Tw- 21 facets of a diamond. Shout out to the 21 f 1 Decatur alumni. Spring 22. Of Decatur. <laughs> Don't do and... that. Don't do it like <laughs> no, that. Just, I, love, I love them. Um, but no, um, we, 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 it was just, we were missing each other. 
Yeah. And I think I was telling you a little bit off the mic that, you know, there were some other brothers who even hit me up from yeah. my home province who were like, Josh, where you at? And it's just with so much going on, yeah. it's hard to pinpoint where someone could be at any given moment if they're not committed to yes. that space for a long time. And yes. especially if you're trying to get there from your Airbnb and I already been there for an hour, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I might not, you know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was cool. A lot of brothers, like I said, did get to see some on social media. Like, oh no, they get to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of stuff. But it was a great time. And it was a, it was a nice reset, bro. Like this was I my first it. like non-work trip. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. To, yes, I mean, I took I off from all my jobs. Wow. The only thing I did, I brought my computer only because our, um, like, for my writing stuff, because I'm contract, you know, I have to, yeah. like, physically put in hours. And um, so I brought my laptop so I could do that. Yeah. And I did that, and I closed that joke right back up because I hadn't done it before I left. So that's it. Oh, and I edited I edited the podcast. I had to finish doing that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, like, as far as, like, work, work, though, yeah, nothing. But I did come back to over 100 emails. <laughs> I, I had to dig myself out of yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and I took Monday off, so I took that day to rec- like the next day to recover and all that kind of stuff. Shout out to my pastor who's a noob who got a lifetime membership yep. at Hunter. Um, shout out to Pastor Smokey Norville and all the new. Shout out to our new um, grandpa Mark um, James McMickle. Mm. No idea who that is. Um, <laughs> shout out to our, our, our outgoing Paul Mark um, Ruben Shelton, Ruben Shelton, Third. Esquire. Esquire. Yep. yep, grandfather found out of. The Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. Um, <laughs> so that was super interesting tidbit there. Right. Um, but yeah, everything every, everything is love. Came back home. Came back home. Kid free house. My kids Look are in Memphis God. this week. So they don't come back till Saturday. Glory mm. to God. And we're going to go right back into the thick of it because school starts Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask that. Like, <clears throat> school is one summer has. Is, Breeze by. In, in terms of like a summer break, we're doing it on a school schedule. It is over. Like so. I don't even feel like we even we've been outside like as far as the summer, but I feel like it just it was like a vapor. Like summer yeah. was. It I don't know if really it's summered. Like it was just mm-hmm. so quick. Yeah, and partly because we didn't have no summer anthem. Nothing kind of carried us through. No. You know what I'm saying? Nothing mm-hmm. bounced us. Now, in technicalities, we got August. Yeah, it happens in September, but like for. As you know, Brian, you're a parent. People with kids, when they go back to school, summer is over. Yes. Because that freedom, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's over. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a, I probably got like one or two maybe events or something that I might get invited to that I might hit up. Yeah. For the most part, like, I'm back in. Because now Jaden about to start, like, for real football practice. These games about to start on Saturdays. Like, yeah. Josh is doing um, fall soccer. Like, it's a, it's a wrap. Yeah, whatever that. My life is, my life is about to life. <laughs> so, so conclave is pretty much your summer finale. For the most part, like I said, there's a couple of things I'm sure. You know, Atlanta's always Atlanta, right? right. So there's a couple of things I'm sure that I could get invited to that I might hit up because I mean, just because it ain't summer don't mean that me and Ashley don't enjoy life, right? Um, but in terms of like to the point of like just living and kind of carefree, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. How, did you fire your grill up this summer? Twice. Once for Ash's birthday, you mm-hmm. you were out of town both times. Yeah, Ash's birthday, and then um, the fourth. Okay, my I had fired my grill up all summer. Twice, those were the two. And I actually need a new grill, but I I cleaned that bad. I restored that bad boy. 
I said, you got one more summer in you, baby. You got one more summer in you. Because I lost my cover at the at our old house. Got it. So it was like, I got a, you know, charcoal yeah. grill. It was sitting out in the rain a few times. So I probably could really restore it, but it's probably going to be cheaper to just buy another one. Especially yeah. around Labor Day when they're going to throw them on sale because summer's over. So I'm going to yeah. go to Lowe's and get one. Because that's how I got that one. I got that one for sale for like, it's a barrel too, like 150 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad. So I'd probably go to Lowe's and get another one like that and then uh, just buy me a cover so I can preserve it more. But yeah, man, five to Grito twice. I thought about doing a farewell summer, like Shindig at the house. Mm-hmm. Stay on the lookout. I might, I might do something like that. that but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fish fry. It ain't gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a five to Grill sometime yeah. within the next week or so. Cause I, yeah. I haven't done all all summer. Lauren's like, you ain't five to the Grill all summer, and I'm like, it's true. But I just, we just been busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. literally, all I'm gonna say, all of July, I've been somewhere. Like, yeah. Nigga went to Indianapolis, and then went to Richmond, then went to this place, and it was really just a bunch of just traveling. My nephews were here at the last part of June, so it was just it was just so much. Was it June? So it was just so much going on. It was so much going on this summer, so I really didn't have a chance to really do nothing. I ain't really been at home. This is the first week I think I've been at home every day. Let me I'm write. Be at home I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna do a farewell summer shindig at the house. Just right. Do it. I'm gonna do it. Probably like in the August, top of September. Makes sense. Yeah, do that. All right. Yeah. Black ask moment. I had one, but I forgot about it. I need to do a better job okay. of writing these things down. Okay. Um, I forget what it was. I'm just like looking at my phone just to make sure I didn't write it down and just didn't didn't think about it. Uh, give me one second. Bear with me. Saints of the Most High. Um, what it was it about? I don't remember what it was even about, but it was something I was thinking about. It was black. Yeah, okay. Was before, but I can't remember what it was. But I also have something in my cup right now. So that okay. may be the reason why I can't remember Maybe. what it is. Okay, well, you ready to go to the song of the week? I got one. Let's, let's just do that. And, I, and if I think about it, I'll I'll bring it up randomly. Okay. So I don't know that this is a theme. Y'all know me. Brian goes in theme. I go with vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just be going with whatever, whatever be in my brain. Um, so... This is this this album has been in current rotation for me, and I'm just gonna play this song because I like it a lot, and that's what we're gonna do. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's your name, Monet. Hard to look at my resume and not find a reason to toast. That is Float by Janelle Monet off her most recent album. Um, the is it the the Age of Pleasure? So mm. good. When I was in LA um last month, that was last mm. month, I had the privilege to go to her album listening party. And I, I've always appreciated Janelle Monet's music, but yeah. never really tapped into it in a real way. And I think that experience made me like. You know, as long as you go to a concert and it makes that album just like one of your faves, it puts it yeah. up there. 
that listening party did definitely with the lab. I have not stopped listening to it since. Talked about them. There are no skips in my opinion. It flows well. I heard somebody say, yeah, I heard somebody say that the age of pleasure is like the response to Renaissance. Really? So they they created a playlist. I need to find. I don't know who it was. I think it was randomly going through TikTok, and they call it the age of Renaissance. Mm. Um, or the renaissance of pleasure one they played on it and they like match the songs and how they kind of respond to each other <clears throat> yeah yeah because like her album is also very free and liberating and all this other kind of stuff yeah. and you know lipstick logo is that is their lead single which is a good song too um but yeah janelle monet like she got me on this one she got me so i i thought i found the i found the vinyl i didn't buy it though age of pleasure yes i found okay. that barnes and over my house so i'm gonna go back and okay. pull it pull it Oh yeah, you should, bro. You should. You think it's so? one of them albums to where like just just vibe. Okay. Just vibe. <clears throat> it ain't gonna be no turn up album for me. It's one of those like I'm getting dressed, like I'm going mm-hmm. to a grown and six. So a, a couple of nights don't come like as I was getting dressed, I mm. put that thing because like them lines, some of them lyrics are so like it's so self affirming that it's yeah. like oh I'm I'm about to throw this on tonight, right? It was one. Yeah. Of, it's one of them kind of joints. And then if you're trying to get like sexy, it ain't sex music if you you know in relationship, but it can get you in that in that mood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's a great body of work, and now it makes me want to go back to her catalog and kind of dive into what I may or may not have been missing. Yeah, over the years, uh, I know her music and style has changed because I know Monelle, Monelle, <laughs> Janelle has evolved. Yes, um, because you know she went from the tuxes, yeah, <laughs> to now what would a guy be? Let it all hang loose. Thank um, you. <laughs> Think about Janelle Monet. Let's just let's just address this. Okay. She's a, a beautiful woman. Like, oh, she's absolutely beautiful. She is absolutely. She's always been beautiful. Oh, always has been. Um, Nothing but I has think changed now that she's kind of been a little more free and liberating with what you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was free and liberated before with the tuxes. So let me just not act like she just wasn't. But that yeah. was how she decided to present previously. Um, and that's a whole conversation about you know evolving and how you present and things of that. You can be the same person. But then you can kind of evolve and present, and we are definite testaments of of that evolution and pre- presentation. Um, but um, yeah, I'm just gonna shout out to her. She's been fine, but now like she's just just giving us all the the eye candy and things of that nature that uh, mm-hmm. you know, you for know. All, for all my single brothers and sisters, she has a song out there called "I Only Have Eyes for Two. Oh. <laughs> It's a it's, it's a bop though. I ain't gonna hold you. It is a bop. It's a bop. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, See, I'm gonna let so that it, sit. In, I'm gonna let that sit and simmer in y'all's spirit and let you listen. do with that what you will. All right. That, that is a song. That is that's a title. Brother, it is a song. Um, but anyway, um, with that being said, I'm still accepted. If there's nothing else, Brian, are you ready to talk about some black excellence and bless up report? Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you very much for sticking around. We are at the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks mm-hmm. doing great black things. Josh and I, we believe in celebrating and supporting black people all year round. All 365, year. 24-7, we support black people and black businesses. For this week, we're going to bless up Tree C Treats, a Latrice Pace. My God. One, is this Already one of the Pace done, sisters? Done. Already done, 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 done. Already done, done. Already done, 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 done. Yeah. Shout out to the anointed pace sisters. The anointed pace sisters. The anointed pace sisters. 
uh, who yeah. are here from and, and, and from Georgia, the Atlanta metro area. So shout out to them. Still yeah, the are Peter Duranis. Yes. Um, the anointed yes. faces. The anointed faces. Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace, Duranis. Rest in peace, LaShawn. Yeah, super group, yeah. I guess, if you want to call them that. It was like 20 of them. <laughs> The mini choir. Mother, yes, mother and father it. pace was just hunching. They yes. followed the word. <laughs> fruitful and multiply. And multiply. <laughs> so Tracy Street uh, launched in 2011. Uh, Tracy Treats Cupcakery uh, was a cakes winner of Supermarket Superstar on Lifetime. Uh, took a pause from the business to be a caregiver for their mother, who unfortunately since passed away. RP mm-hmm. to uh, Mother Pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latrice's late sister Duran's red velvet recipe is found on Tracy's Treats Cupcakery. Uh, also, rest in peace, Duran's probably our favorite uh, oh, paste sister. Peach uh, <laughs> Gobbler Cake is in honor of her mother, who was beyond uh, ecstatic when she appeared on the Supermarket Superstar with the Cobbler Cake cake creation. The seasonal favorite pink lemonade will be in honor of the late sister LaShawn Pace because her favorite color was pink. Uh, there are a variety of other flavors and options. Orders can actually be placed right now at Treacy Treats Cupcakery uh, or follow them on IG at Treacy Treats. Uh, so Treacy Treats, I'm going to spell this out for y'all. T-R-E-E-C-I-E-T-R-E-A-T-S-C-U-P-K, oh, sorry, C-U-P-C-A-K-E-R-Y.com. That's Treacy's Treats Cupcakery. Uh, in this dancery, and follow them on IG again at Tracy Tracy Treats. This is a lot. This is a lot. <laughs> Tracy Treats, Cupcakeries, all the things going there right now. Until it will be in the liners, whatever the notes are, we'll put it out there for y'all so I can read it. My God, because that's a lot. That's they a tripped lot. the man up. Tracy Treats. Tracy Treats. <laughs> Tracy Treats Cupcakery dot com or Tracy Treats <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I told y'all something was in the cup. So uh, my God. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you're dead from the neck down. <laughs> let's 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 um let's do a Michael Jackson moonwalk on over to the billboard because <laughs> I can see where this is going. We want to we want to we want to have prayer prayer for LeBron James' son. Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest during a basketball practice in his new team at the University of Southern California. The Trojans, even. Um, it's been reported that he is out of ICU. He's recovering now. Oh, we want to send our prayers to the James family. Um, that doesn't change my opinions about LeBron being corny, and but also being one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It can be both. But, duality. Um, duality. Two things can be true. Um, but we also but we want to shout out and send up prayers and love and thoughts to Bronny um, because it's wild. That is wild. He's so young um, yeah. that it just randomly happened like that. Um, yeah. Brian. Yes. What do I often say about you being a California guy and your taste for rap music? Uh, the, I'm the most New York rap loving California nigga that you ever met in your life. Yes, yes, and that's probably going to be true <laughs> to the day you die. Okay, I might, we might, I might, you know, if the Lord decides to call you home before me. I'm playing. I'm. A, I'm playing some Biggie in my remarks. <laughs> I'll be like <laughs> DJ. I'll be like Sal Man. Hit that track. Real quick. Um, but no. So one of the South's most provocative and controversial rappers, Boosie. Okay. Went to the internet as he typically does, and out of nowhere, unprompted, he decided to say that basically saying Hove is that dude, but street niggas, his words, Southern niggas, don't ever put Jay Z over Lil Boosie. Now. 
Okay. As a non-street guy, but okay. a Southern gentleman, I would like to say that's not true. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I, 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 well, let me give you this. It's probably 20% true. Okay. If you grew up in the South, it mm. is rare that people are going to be in any type of establishment, club, bar, restaurant, even at their own home. Yeah. And it's going to willingly pick Jay-Z over a Southern rapper. Right. It's, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sense. mean that we don't like Jay or anything like that. But most of the times, those those come from very deep, deeply cataloged Southern artists, right? Okay. The Future, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wayne, of course. Well, yeah. Memphis, if you go like the Three Six Mafia catalog, right? Yeah. I'm not saying Boosie don't have a catalog. I grew up in the South, and I only know two Boosie songs. Swipe Me Down, which is not even his song, if you're going to keep it a book. He's featured. And because here's the thing, I, I, I hate to do this to the blacks. Mm. The I pull up to the club VIP, that's not Boosie, actually. His verse doesn't come in until he raps his name, but we can save that debate for another day. <laughs> um, but wipe me down and then um, set it off, right? Now, Boosie has a ton of other songs, yeah, but I'm never, I'm never personally choosing Boosie over Jay Z, I don't mm. care where I'm at. Now, right. Jay-Z also doesn't make traditional turn-up trap music, right? Right. So he got some songs that can get the party going, right? Yeah. But his overall catalog doesn't necessarily speak to that. You enjoy Jay-Z for his lyricism, um, for the good songs, right? But it's more of appreciation for his his artistry, less than it is. We're going to turn this on and we're going to go up and go crazy, right? A lot of the Southern rap has that built into it. Not to say that it's mm-hmm. better, but it just it's just kind of the, the trends of how rap has been right right um so i don't know i just want to hear your thoughts about i mean because you got friends right you got an atlanta friend you got a Memphis yeah. friend south yeah and you know you love and and california rap is kind of the i would say in a similar category different different you know things but definitely i think similar in terms of like mostly lyricism mostly like a certain kind of vibe not necessarily turn up but do you think that this is true that southern people would prefer a Boosie at all over like a Jay-Z. <clears throat> it depends. Like, I think most people in re- regards to what territory you're in, like, I'm from California. Like, I, everybody should know that by now. I I love a California sound. So you get in Southern California. In Southern California and Northern California have two different sounds. Let me, let me make that clear. Yeah. Uh, so Northern California, that's your two shorts. That's your E-40s. That's a different sound than... E40 Ice Cube, Doctor Dre, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, the E40 is, is different from everybody. That's everybody. He's the pretty tang of rap. So California has that that clap, that G funk, Warren G, Nate Dogg, corrupt, Dash Dunger. Like there's a certain sound for Southern California rap. Yeah, but even within that, I would still be you know pressed to say you know nigga Jay Z is the best rapper ever. Oh yeah, you know, for like, sure. So would we? It depends on what the conversation is. A conversation. I'm gonna put this on so I can feel good and feel like home. It's gonna be Ice Cube, yeah, Dr. Sure. Dre. All, sure. It's gonna be that. But if I'm gonna be like, oh, who's the best rapper? Jay Z. Like, it's still Jay Z. And mind you, we we claim Tupac as ours, even though technically he's from the East Coast, right? He we claim, but we claim East Tupac. Coast. He's also <laughs> technically from Northern California. So. But we claim Tupac as ours, even though he was on death row like six six months. You know what I'm saying? So we claim him as ours. We got Snoop Dogg. We got Dr. Dre. We got uh, Kendrick Lamar. So we have great rappers from Southern California, mm-hmm. right? 
But if we're saying like who's the best, I got Saweetie. So she's from Northern California. She's from Northern California. <laughs> uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but with that being said, like we're, st- I'm still gonna be, we're, we're still gonna be like, you know, yeah, Jay Z's probably the best. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So it, it just, it's, if you if you're a hip hop person, you, you can love where you're from, love who you got for sure, for and, sure, and say Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, make me feel good. But if I'm saying who's the better rapper? Mm-hmm. Jay-Z is going to win, hands down, not even close. Doggy style makes you feel good? Doggy, <laughs> it does make me feel good. Okay. Uh, I just, <laughs> if I'm administering doggy style. I, you know. I, just, I just want to be clear. <laughs> um, you said it, not me. Uh, but no, and that's, and that's why I said <laughs> he was like 20% true. Because I yeah. do think to your point in context, depending on your mood, right? Because I ain't going to hold you. If I'm like listening to rap, I have a whole 9-on-1 playlist. Yeah, like kind of a best of like I don't have a best of Jay Z playlist, but again, we've had conversations about um, who's our favorite rapper, and nobody from nine on one hits my top five because yeah. when I think about rap, I think about the holistic, yeah, like, yeah. impact and songs and all this other kind of lyricism, artistry, all the different kind of stuff that goes into that. And if if anybody from that list would come close, I kind of got to go with my girl against the boot project. Pat would probably come up there. Right. Because of his just storytelling ability. Like yeah. not his I'm like you know that's mm-hmm. iconic within itself. But right. he is, if you listen to his music, he is a storyteller, right? So um, but anyway, I would I said all that to say he's not even in my top five still. Yeah. But to that point, I am more inclined to put on Project Pat over Jay-Z just on a random day. But no. I would I would ultimately I also know if I was at a party, I would probably play more Jay-Z than Project Pat because of the universal Right, impact right. that Jay Z had. So that was it. Boosie wasn't necessarily wrong. I feel like it was unprompted, but I also feel like the way he presented it was like, why? Like it's, it's almost like Nene Leaks. Now how I get it? Right. See so, how my name get brought? <laughs> like right. right. So my, so my <laughs> thing. So we within that right. If you mm-hmm. were saying, so would you rather hear a Jay Z song or That's What's Up by Yo Gotti? Oh, That's What's Up. Exactly. So I would rather yeah. hear almost any California California Love or Ain't yeah. No Fun or some or some. Other than the Jay Z song, but again, holistically, holistically, like, yeah. If you're saying yeah. let me pull one person's catalog, Jay Z has a crazy catalog. That's great. Crazy it has catalog. different vibes. It got your. It has your, you know, gutter nigga want to shoot somebody kind of songs. Mm-hmm. He got the let me drink some crystal kind of song. Yeah. Let me talk to these mm-hmm. girls. Jay Z has everything. Like we can't. Yeah. He. You want to hear about? Um, 444, he's talking about, you know, breaking generational curses and money. And that's your kind of like your backpack underground type rap. Mm-hmm. He has every single type of. He got everything. Everything you can think of. He song got in his bag. Everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. Like finessing, the, like everything you can think of. JC has every <clears throat> single uh, genre in his catalog. And he's so, written a track with some trap rappers and stuff before, too. So he's like, so he got some features in some of that stuff. So if you're right, so again, if I'm just sitting at home, my preference would probably be to pull all these things. But at the same time, like if I'm playing my Apple Music, my Spotify, and they randomly give me something, like I know Big Pimpin hit my, you know, rotation one time randomly because Apple yeah. Music played it. I went all the way back to like seventh grade and was Big Pimpin. I was going, you know, I was going <laughs> crazy, um, you know, and all the other hard knock life, like all, no, all those hits. You know, Apple Music gonna pull the hits. Yeah, and I'm gonna listen to them, bro. Like I'm not gonna press, I'm not gonna skip a Jay Z song. Yeah, <clears throat> miss that. But yeah, if I'm like not, intentionally going through my playlist, like my tracks, right? I'm more likely to press yeah. play on something from 
that's more nostalgic to my childhood right. um, than I would be Jay-Z, but it doesn't discount who Jay-Z was. And I think that's kind of where people was getting this conversation mixed up. But I also, because Boosie is also so, Boosie is also so. Boosie. Boosie, right? You never know his aim. And then I think I think what makes it a little bit more problematic with Boosie is that it's Boosie, right? Yeah. It's one thing if you would have said Gotti, 3-6. But like, and maybe because I'm not from Louisiana, right? Yeah. It's because I'm not tapped in fully to Boosie's music. But I've yeah. listened to some of Boosie's music, and nothing has intrigued me to listen further than what I've listened to. Right. Yeah. So if I'm talking about Boosie <laughs> and Jay Z, oh, it's gonna be Jay Z every time. But I'm yeah. also not from Louisiana, and I will, and I will probably more inclined to listen to Wayne. And, and just a vibey, if I'm just vibing, you know yeah. what I'm saying, over Jay Z. Again, my preference and my vibe does not discount my opinion around who's the mm-hmm. better rapper, yeah. right? And I think that can still be true. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that duality, and I thought it was super interesting. Um, speaking of rap, Netflix is messing it up. They already trying to kick people off of planes and make mm. sure we don't share passwords, and now they dropping content. Sidebar. Yeah. Um, Thickest in the game, whatever that is, that new show, so good. Thickest in the game. What is it about? Like it Instagram is, models um, or something? It's not. You know, it's a, like a it's a sitcom. It's a series. Okay. Uh, a series, but I don't call it sitcom. So, did you watch Love Is Not Love Is Blind? Did you watch The Circle? No. Uh, did you that hear was the circle? reality TV? The the the, the social media kind of. Uh, they they comp- they never see each other, but they're competing. Oh, like Lauren watches that. Lauren watches that. <laughs> the Circle is great. Um, I brought it up because I'm trying to find her name. Michelle um Butu Buto. Okay. Um, She's the host of the circle, but now she's the lead in this show, okay. and it is the uh, survival of the thickest. So basically, it follows her. She's a plus size fashion designer, mm-hmm. um, and it's just basically follow her life in New York. And her Tasha Smith is in there. Um, she it is good to see Tasha. Not she's still Tasha, but she ain't like what I get married, Tasha. Yeah. Um, but it's good, bro. I almost binged the whole series last night. Really? I okay. got well. I was at Claim, and I been eating out. So I cooked me some other chicken rice and green beans at like 10 p.m. <laughs> I was I was I had I, I was catching up on work and had any dinner. Right. I had to go to the grocery store late. I said I want this home cooked meal, mm-hmm. and I waited till it was done and I ate it. But so watching so cooking and watching they're only 30 minutes. Yeah. So you know if you don't you know Netflix 30 minutes shows really like 27 ish minutes. Yeah. And it just keeps it just keeps playing. Yeah. Right? So back time I know it, that joint said two episodes left. I said well, let me stop because I don't want to be this guy. Right. Uh, but no, sidebar, really good. If you have time, bro, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's, I think it's dope. I need to watch They Clone Tyrone. I'm watch that with this weekend, probably. Okay. Um, but anyway, Netflix is dropping a a series celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop, but they're focusing on women. Mm-hmm. And we are, you know, happy. You know, I am a film C lover, right? I love yeah. women's rap. I yep. love their contributions to rap, and I love the fact that I heard that Netflix was doing this docu series to celebrate women's footprint in rap because oftentimes yeah. they are left out of the conversation. Right, we go all the yep. way back to Cool Herd and <clears throat> Cool in the Gang and all those kind of guys, which is great. Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's that his name? Um, yeah, he said Cool in the Gang. <laughs> cool in the Gang. Who, who, who is it? Cool in the Gang is a band. Cool uh, Herc is a is one of the original rappers. Yes, but you said Cool yeah. in the Gang, which was funny. But, but ain't Cool in the Gang when they didn't they rap? No, nah, they was uh like uh they did like ladies ladies night and not being a, they they did the original song of that. But yeah, okay. But all funny. the niggas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they all back there. Anyway, 
Run DMC, Big Daddy Kane, right? Mm -hmm. All the people, yeah. all the people, all, all those people. Grandmaster Flash, there we go. Uh, <laughs> all those people. Um, they usually get the credit from the, and, they, and it's true. They were back there in the beginning, um, but there were also women who were also paving ways and doing things from the very beginning as well. So okay. I'm always excited to hear about that. However, Netflix got it real wrong, bro, because okay. this docu series is missing some notable women names. All right. I'll tell you who they're missing. Okay. Specifically, they're missing Nicki Minaj, Lil Kim, and Missy Elliott are not included in this docuseries. So you said Nicki Minaj, Lil Kim, Lil Kim, and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott are the, the big three. The biggest three rappers in the, the, in the history of yes. women's rap. Yes, those three. Now, I'm going to tell wow. you who's also missing. Why this docuseries needs to go in the trash. Okay. Also missing is Trina, Foxy Brown. Okay. Southern hip hop, Miami. Like, you can't Left Eye. Okay. Salt and Pepper. Lauren Hill. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Okay. And our girl, Lola Mitchell, aka Gangsta Boot. Some something. Um So yeah, a little some something. And <laughs> and the reason why I'm throwing Gangsta Boot out there because while she may not have had the commercial success of other these people, a lot of the a lot of these when she died, a lot of people came out and admitted Queen of the South. Between her yeah. and Mia X, Southern rap was yeah. on their backs. Right. <laughs> there's no Nick, there's no Megan the Stallion without Oh Lola. yeah. Yeah. Not, none. None. Like all, women all like, women that was out rapping they cause mind you, Lola and and <laughs> Mia were in factions. Out rapping, them, out rapping out the rapping niggas them. Yes. In the faction. Like, so that that's wild. That is wild. Yeah, Th toss that in the trash. Ain't no sense in watching the trash that. Because when I saw like some of the clips, they showing like Ice Spice and Sexy Red. And it was like, no Ooh. shade to them and who they are. Right, but like, get this, it's Sexy Red is around here going to high school. It's talking about her coochie pink and her booty hole brown. And, yeah. and while that may be catchy to the schools. babies, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, girl, like all like, you wouldn't be able to talk about the colors of your mm -hmm. body parts if it was not for Lil' Kim sitting on that cover with her yeah. legs spread open. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or yeah. Nicki Minaj even being as provocative as she was, which, you know, even today. You know what I'm saying? Or even Foxy Brown and all the, and Trina, the baddest. Like, all these women have paved specific lanes yes. for you to be able to do. And they got the criticism, the critiques, they got called the names yeah. for you to be able to do what you do unapologetically, right? And so to have a, and then how you gonna say a 50 year thing and you like, like, look him. Yeah, Salt, Salt and Pepper is the biggest selling female rap group of all time. Like, because there, there's no city girls without Salt and Pepper. No, and and that's the thing that bothers <laughs> me of all, out of all of this. Like all these names, I can literally go through. Nicki Minaj, top one of the top selling female artists of all time. He top selling female artists of all time. Um, she just is. Lil yeah. Kim, she New York's premier hip hop artist in on Bad Boy. Like that's the first lady of Bad Boy in terms of rap. Mm -hmm. Missy Elliott, one of the biggest singers, songwriters, producers in hip hop. Not just female hip hop, in hip hop hip -hop. in general. <laughs> yes. Um she put nigga Timberland on. Like she put gave the nigga the opportunity and then Timberland's contribution to, to the industry. Trina, Miami rap is nothing without Trina. Or mm -hmm. Southern rap is nothing without Trina. Foxy Brown, she can't hear. But she can rap. <laughs> First Lady of Rockefeller. She can't hear now, right? <laughs> First Lady of Rockefeller. Left Eye, she provided a space for uh, to have hip-hop and R&B in one group. Like, she was yeah. the rapper, had bars. She can do it. Song really we already talked bar. about them. Yep. Lauren Hill, one of the, had the biggest albums ever. She was the premier person in a darn... And, and going back to your point about factions, she was in a group with two men. 
out rapping them. Out rapping them. <laughs> and he like, had a solo album that killed anything that they ever did. And only had one. <laughs> had one. Like <laughs> then Megan the Stallion, she's new age, which but she's you know topping but the chart. You charts. can't take away Megan though. You can't what she did in this short time. To include Ice Spice and not include Megan is I like, think that's the disrespect. Yeah. It's to me, it's like the, the idea of like you gotta include all of these. These are all, in my opinion, the ones that you we you mentioned are groundbreaking, mm-hmm. uh culturally disruptive artists. Like for each 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 of them in their own right had a a place in hip hop history that was important to where not just female hip hop history and just hip hop history. Hip-hop history, in, bro. In general. In to general. where you, you can, uh, other artists can look at them and say, oh, I can point to Trina and say Trina is, yeah. there's no City Girls without Trina. Like, there's yeah. no City yeah. Girls without Salt and Pepper. Like, these are all your artists, favorite and bro, artists and influencers. And not to even, like, ride Salt and Pepper like that. I ain't going to say I'm a huge fan, but they was on that new Space Jam album. They did mm-hmm. a song, a recent song. Yeah. They still got it, bro. They When I tell you they, they flowed on that joint, it's a that's one of my favorite songs off that little soundtrack. Like right. they legit, they le snap. So to that point, not only are they icons, like if they if they lock in and get in that studio, they still finna they still got some it. of these. They still finna yeah. some of these new girlies, right? And to your point, like it's like, and let's let's go to Nikki for a second. Mm-hmm. I know Nikki has you know created space in the industry where she is not a an industry favorite. I'm gonna right. say it that way, right? And some of that, a lot of that is her own actions and doings right yeah and some of that i do think is the fact that she's a pioneer in a certain way a lot of people like to say that nikki's dominance was because nobody was out but y'all forget that when nikki first hit the scene eve was still out Mm -hmm. trina was still making music and and this is not saying that their music was trash right right but that kind of silence like when nikki was nominated she wasn't nominated for these awards by herself she was yeah. going up against other women rappers, and some of them were the women rappers that we love. Their yeah. music, just for whatever reason, wasn't cutting through. So the right. fact that, and here's the thing, even if it was other unknown rappers, Nicki was unknown in the beginning. She was yeah. a mixtape rapper. So yeah. the fact that she cut through yeah, and cut through so hard and then ended yeah. up on like Monster with no album, mm-hmm. she even says it in the verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can say what you want to say about her. That alone lets you know the magnitude of what yeah. that woman brought to the game. Because they could have, if it was a, to me, if it was an elevating any woman, they could have elevated anybody. Yeah. And threw them on all the features. But what they would have had sustainability. Nikki, and even all her antics, has been able to sustain, right, who she is in this industry, even to today. Like, people are excited about Pink Friday 2, which is really yeah. Pink Friday 4. Because she has a Pink Friday Romans Reloaded and a Pink Friday Deluxe. <laughs> I, so I don't really know what this is coming up in November, but I'm going to let her cook. Um, but I, I say all that to say, because of all that stuff, sometimes yeah. Nikki is left out of maybe performances and stuff like that. That's one thing. But to totally erase what she did by herself from like yeah. 2009 to like 2012, 13, yeah. really probably longer than that. Yeah, it's like you just it's almost like what they're trying to do. Well, let me not say that it's almost what they're trying to do sometimes with history. They want to erase certain parts and romanticize it. Right. You can't take that away from that woman. You can't just no. say we're going to do this 50th thing and skip a whole five, seven years of rap because we're not going to talk about that. But then you want to talk. And again, there's no not comparing the two. But Cardi name is on the list, which means that Cardi's in it. Cardi's great, but there's no Cardi without some of these women. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Respect and, to Cardi. She no gave us one an amazing album. And if she never gives us another one, 
she did and her, she gave, her. And she gave us a couple of dope singles after that. She, she did. Oh, and she, wop. Like, yeah. You know, and she and some nice features and stuff like that. But, yeah. but to that same point, like, I was, do you put her in, in, in history and be like, she was a groundbreaker in any, any way? Like, she, she was nah. just, she just gave us an amazing album. You know what I mean? Like she, she gave she us an amazing came album. Out of kill, but she wasn't no ground. She didn't. No, like there. I would never. I wouldn't say that Cardi B, other than her her her, her personality. I think yeah. it's just it's for the culture. Mm-hmm. So she kind of mm-hmm. proceeds Young Miami in the fact of like you can be in this hip hop industry and yes. be and, authentic and make a, be, yeah be authentically you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and within that, so I would say she can be groundbreaking in that area of my personality. Created a space for me to be in a hip hop yeah. industry, yeah. but my personality got me in the door. But my ability, even though I mean I have written my rhymes, to to execute Deli- them hoes, delivery is, bro, delivery. <laughs> because again, I think I've said before in this podcast, you, I could have the best the best writers that the industry could pay for. Mm-hmm. I'm likely not going to deliver them things. No, the way man. that a Cardi or anybody who doesn't write their rhymes, she just, she delivers. She delivers. She, she delivers. delivers. She delivers. So, oh, um, Jesus. So this doc- I love I'm not watching this documentary. No, and it's not even out of protest. I don't want to see it if you're because here's the thing, and it's no discredit to like the MC Lights or the Queen Latifahs yeah. or um, what is it, the Roxanne Woman, like any yeah. of them, you know, Lady of Rage, any of them who might <laughs> who might be in the documentary. No, and even Cardi, Ice Spice, Sexy Red. It's no disrespect to any of them. It's like, but you can't. Say this documentary is celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Right. And you, excuse me, you completely, completely leave out a whole cohort of women yeah. who were like not just great rappers, but like have solid like imprints in the industry, like invisible right. imprints of what they did. Like look him, Nikki, Foxy, and Missy alone. Yeah, I just I would just, you just don't do that. You don't do it. You just don't make that. You don't make it yeah, at all. You don't make you it. don't make it unless it's. It's just like saying we're gonna make a, a document about West Coast hip hop. You don't have Snoop Dogg or Kendrick or mm-hmm. Dr. Dre or mm-hmm. Ice T. But you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like for what? Like, why even make it? Like, it, there's it, it it it. Okay, it's just like you you write articles all the time, right? That's what you do. Yes, yep. you're, you're superpower. You're a great writer. But imagine you have no sites, no credibility. You you don't cite anybody. You don't say. I'm just like it's, it's a bunch of op eds. <laughs> it means nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like because the, the the you know you're a credible writer, but when you when you're writing a religion and you can cite a TD Jakes quote, then it's like oh TD mm-hmm. Jakes is lending his level of expertise to say to this, yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah, this. Yeah. So when you're when you're writing something on or have document. 50 years of hip-hop of women and you don't have any credible sources. No disrespect to yeah. Ice Spice and all them. Yeah, but, no disrespect to them, but like you can't... Ice you Spice can't, is, You came out yesterday. I can't even tell you Ice Spice song. Like, You've been no out here 50 days. I don't even know what's Ice Spice. The yeah. only Ice Spice song I know is the one that she just did with Nicki for the Barbie movie. And, there, it, there's, and, and there's the Nicki name again. Right? Is she, right. Is she and that that, says, and that's my point. That's like... Nicki asked credibility. She now she did have the song "Yo Munch." I thought it was. I think that's her song. Is that, I think you um, think I was feeling you. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's Ice Spice. Oh, I, I know that's Spice. from TikTok. I know from Me TikTok too. and Instagram. That's and it. The, I, I, why, and the only reason I know the Barbie song is because the Barbie rollout was big. And yeah. I actually, now I'm gonna tell you this. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't playing the Barbie song because that just ain't my thing. It ain't a bad song though. Yeah, it ain't my it ain't my vibe. And it's too consistently, but it ain't a bad song. But again, you're on a song with Nicki. 
Yeah. And I think she got another feature with Nicki. Like, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, but it, it reminds me of sometimes when I get frustrated when they do these hip hop documentaries, they talk about Southern rap. They give, then they get to the South, it'd be an mm-hmm. hour long episode. They give 10 minutes to Memphis and they Ooh. focus on Atlanta the whole time. Ooh. And no disrespect to Atlanta, great artists, Jock, T.I., Future, mm-hmm. Outkast, right? All them people. But we got to go back to the early 90s yeah. when Memphis was that was that crunk mm-hmm. era. Um, when them, them dudes was out like that. And, and, and not to say that those those um, Titty Boy before he was too changed, like all of them yeah. weren't killing it in the early 90s, but they were all in their underground space. Yeah. The only difference is, is that when T.I. and them started to go up, you know, 360 and them was kind of... They, they was going through some things and they, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't have that same commercial success. But my point is, is that, and then they want to jump to the money bag, yo's and Yogati, not knowing that Yogati was putting out rap all through the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. don't rake them up and all this other kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of my same frustration there. You can't talk about Southern rap without, ta- without even going to Texas a little bit. Yeah. While that yeah. may be a little bit of the Southwest, but it's considered South and it's general. Like yeah. you can't, you can't do it. And even, and then, because even in Southern rap, they do the same thing in Louisiana. They mm-hmm. tap no limit. They tap yeah. um, cash money, and then they go straight back to Atlanta. And it's like Southern rap. I know big, Andre and them said the South got something to say. I know they said it, but it, it that wasn't constricted to the 404, right? Yeah. The South had something to say. And, and I feel like they're putting that stuff out. And I know we get, we get call on music, but I feel like there was a there was a documentary on Netflix at one point. I think it's called The History of Hip Hop. And a dude, that a dude did it. One I was, um, I'm talking and, about. And I feel like they did an episode. I think they did an episode, or they just tap on it. But I remember they talked about, about gangster walking, and uh, they kind of talked about like Memphis in a sense. But I got to go back and look at it because I don't think, think they did an episode in Atlanta. Did an episode on Memphis, or maybe one episode. I don't know. But I didn't go back and look at it. But yeah, to your point, I think Memphis has its own hip hop scene. Yeah, and I think Louisiana has its own scene. And I think if you're going to do South, you got to go, you got to give it two episodes because you got to go through Louisiana, Memphis, Atlanta. If you want to go to Florida, consider them the South. You know, sometimes Florida don't have to be considered the South. Yeah. You know, but if you want to go across that whole bottom, yeah. you know, area, Three places you can need, do it. Four, four places need, need they just do. Yeah. Texas, yeah, yeah, Louisiana, yeah. Tennessee, and Florida. And I missed Georgia. In Georgia. Five places. So five places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just for sure, do. for sure. For sure, for yeah. sure. Because uh-huh. Texas, it, it, like, go Bun B and uh, Ghetto Boys, and you can go back with, with Texas and rap a lot and all that kind of stuff. You, each of those states have their own stake that they could put into, like you said, the South having something to say. And mm-hmm. I want to say, was it, was A-Ball, MJG, did they come out before? They came out before Outkast, if I'm not mistaken, because I feel like Outkast mm-hmm. said that they base a lot of some of their stuff on a lot of their stuff on a ball at MJG, like, mm-hmm. like that. So, and, and here's the thing, the, one of the, one of the Southern anthems is international players anthem, which is a ball MJG outcast produced by three, six mm-hmm. and three, six was on the original, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's, that's, there's a hot, that's a hodgepodge right there. That's one reason why you can't take out Texas and Memphis when you're talking about Southern rap. Like, That's the South. They, and then when we when we go deeper, because I'm a you know I love hip rap, Gangsta Boo was featured on some Outkast stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's a lot of features all up, especially in them earlier years. A lot of features yeah. all up and through some of these things. Juicy J is behind many of Meg's hits, right? We talk, we talk, we bring in more current. Like you yeah. can't, 
you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, you got, if we're going to do these documentaries, y'all, we got to do them right. I think that's yeah. the point we get into. Agreed. And um, you can't just pick and choose who's the best. You just got to tell, it's almost like when you do a biopic, you just got to tell the story. Yeah. The story is the story. Right. And if you tell the truth, if you tell the true story, the sto- it makes the story better. When yes. you cut out corners, it don't, it, like. It don't. Yeah, because oftentimes what happens is you want to, no disrespect to Outkast. Outkast is one of my favorite groups of all time. One of mine too, yeah. Um, but you often, like you said, you always want to highlight Atlanta. So you want to, you miss out on. So many other What things. created Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I think I saw one documentary that said that. Uh, oh no, uh, Andre 3000, not 2000, sorry, Big Boy said that a lot of their sound came from Miami bass music. Mm-hmm. So you got to talk about Miami before you can even talk about Atlanta. Yeah, like, talk you know what I'm it. saying? Like, and if, and if we look at Lujan, before Lujan got popular, we was already tearing the club up and doing crunk music. And it, it when Memphis. I was in elementary, bro, before exactly. that was A-Town stumping and that got popular, we was, it was already, we was already gang to walk in and bumping into each other and tear the club, but who run it? That's crunk meat. That's crunk. Exactly. So tell the whole story. <laughs> tell the whole story. Give people you gotta, you gotta tell the whole story. Yeah. So um, and now Lil John is like as pop as pop can be. Yeah. <laughs> you know these days, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying. So anyway, so and this is story. no shade to Atlanta because I love Atlanta, but even our best friend Chris, like Chris, openly talks about listening to When the Smoke Clears Three Six Mafia, right? Yeah. So even the crossover from yeah. state to state and city to because I listen to a lot of Ti. I listen mm-hmm. to Lil John. I listen to Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't not played in my home, so we all know it. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you go in these deeper south, people from Alabama and stuff, they love 3-6. Like, so again, you tell a southern rap story. You got to tell it. And and it goes, taking it back to the original topic, you tell a story about women in rap. You can't just highlight, again, Latifah, MC Light, you know, all these other people, Cardi. You got to tell the story. Whether you like Nicki or not, you got to tell the story. Whether you like him or not, she might not look like how she looked on Hardcore (laughs) But Kim is still Kim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Foxy yep. is still Foxy, right? Foxy may not be doing nothing these days, but Foxy is still Foxy. Like, you know she what I'm saying? Like, out. how you have Remy, because I didn't see Remy Ma's name list. How you have Remy Ma possibly with no Foxy Brown? Like, yeah. Remy Ma, the New Yorker Remy Ma doesn't exist without some of these other women, man. Like, it's just what it is. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm sure the City Girls are in there, but again, no salt and pepper, the first rap woman duo. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. So, anyway. That's that on there because again, like you said, we'll get stuck. We laid, we landed there way too long. I knew what I was doing. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I should have known what I was doing before I put that on there. Uh, I'm gonna end the billboard with this one. Carly Russell. Speaking of rap, <sighs> Jesus, a, a rap song that said it was all a dream, <laughs> and that's exactly what it must have been for Miss Carly Russell because we found out the woman of God was out here fabricating stories of. She didn't go nowhere. She didn't leave the Hoover area. <laughs> she didn't get kidnapped. She sent a statement through her attorney saying that none of it happened. Um, people all over the place. Um, she we found out there were strange Google searches. She was searching things like how much does the Amber Alert cost, uh, how to steal cash out of a cash register without getting caught. Um, she searched the price of a, a bus ticket from Alabama to Nashville. Um, she Googled the movie Taken. Um, a lot of things that she did. And on top of that, that fishy stuff there, those Google searches, you know, her attorney came out, they made a statement, they admitted it. Now, we don't know what the fate of Miss Carly Russell is going to be. We don't know right. who the police are going to prosecute her. Because right now, the, the, the court of public opinion and embarrassment is getting to that tale. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this, though. And Brian, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have thoughts. Despite the unfortunate lies 
that were yeah. told and resources that were deployed and social media responses and things like that. And also understanding how black women are often not believed, right? Yeah. There are real there are black women in real trouble. Despite all of that, one, I don't regret believing a black woman. No, never. I don't regret it. Two, this incident does not give niggas excuses. Right. I believe advocate and protect. Agreed. Right. Um, so I'm just gonna say that. I will say, the last thing I'll say, it's not even to read Miss Carly, because Carly been dragged all over the place. Yeah. Which is AKA, they said her line name was Abracadabra. I mean, some of it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that know, was a good one, too. Some, some, some <laughs> of it was been funny. Um, but I will say this. If she went through all of that just to disappear, something deeper is happening. Yeah. And we, yeah. Be, we also need to be trying to figure out, why did you want to disappear so bad? Because you came up with such a bad plan. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, it was a bad plan um, to make this happen. So, you know, am I frustrated with Carly? Because yes, there are real women out here who are missing and getting yeah. taken and snatched. Um, so absolutely. But am I going to throw that woman away? Um, am I going to throw black women's problems away? Absolutely not. Um, I think two things can be true. And that's just, that's where I stand with it. How about you, bro? Uh, same way. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I st- I'm a stick beside her. Not her as in personally, but the women in general. I'm yeah, gonna stick beside. Sure. Yeah. Um. It, ugh, it was just honestly, she should have just stuck to it. I seen a baby, and, and I, I saw I, that baby. I saw it. I saw that baby. I. I. I don't, you don't see it right now. You don't <laughs> see it right in this it's room. Like, it's like that blue and black dress that was gold and white. I see it. <laughs> I see it. You don't see it, and I would. She should have just stuck to it, and <laughs> and they would have had me in a uh, in a white in a white jacket. On some medication, like yeah. I would have just not me personally, but if at this point, like you already on national news and all that kind of stuff, you you should have just stuck with it and just mm-hmm. played it to a T, and and went yeah, down with it, <laughs> went <laughs> and went down <laughs> and went down with it. Get your house treatment, man of God. <laughs> Listen, that's what we got to do. Uh, every every other month. I was like, who is this man? But you, you got to just stick with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You already out there now. Just stick with it. No, I hear you. And if if anything is mental health, you could have just be like, well, I just you know mentally ill, just whatever. Or I got an abortion. I feel like something mental is going on for you to yes, without a doubt. Type of story. Well, you didn't actually go through it. Like that's what I'm saying. Something like that's why I that's why I want to allow myself to get like fully upset because something something ain't right there. Yeah, like you, you made up this. A bogus like, what? Wh- so let me go back. What's so bad about life, mm-hmm. right? For you to do all of this, like, what were you like? To your point, what were you running from? Like, what is the? It, and and honestly, I think we can all be honest. Yeah, there's something. There's been days where you, could, I, I'll be talking about me, where I've been like, man, I wish I could just run away from all of this. Either be mm-hmm. deadlines, be work, it be home pressure, be father pressure, husband pressure, bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's my days? Been like, if mm-hmm. I can run away from all of this, mm-hmm. like, I I would because it's like sometimes the pressure gets so hard. So you know, giving grace to somebody who, if she probably explained herself and be like, listen, yeah, you know, work would became tough for me. My relationship was tough for me. My family, you know. I thought about maybe ending my my life, but I decided to just run away instead. I think most of us would be like, "Girl, 
I get it. You did a, a poor it. job of doing it, right? But girl, we get it. We understand. Like I understand, mm-hmm. and I think oftentimes we want to, and and isn't I'm, I was gonna say for my greater conversation, but I'm just gonna say it now, right? Okay. Like all of you niggas who religious niggas, especially the ones that was like y'all feel stupid about y'all prayers now. Y'all praying for this girl and she was just lying, or she praying for this girl and she was out there faking it. Like, why are you j- jumping on folks who genuinely cared about the well being of somebody? Yeah. Like, now, what if, you, if your mama is sick or dying or whatever, right? You will want us immediately to activate and be like, you know, let's pray for this person who's missing, regardless of the outcome. Like, regardless, of, our prayers weren't wasted. You know, I didn't fast like some people are doing, but, you know, your prayers can't be wasted because the person ends up lying. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't mean anything. So yeah, that doesn't y'all... mean anything because we know because half y'all in church be lying about how sick Hello. you are, what you're going through. Just my Lord, I need to help pay my bills. You mismanage your money. Hello. You really don't need my prayer, but we praying for you anyway. Right. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, no, I don't feel dumb. Like I said, I never regret protecting and believing a black woman. No, or women, never. Period. Right. But and if it finds out, like, okay, my prayers won't waste it. One of our biggest prayers was that she returned home safely. And what? Yes. Happened? She, she returned, returned home. home safely. So the prayer was the details around that. You know, because because even in her foolishness, when she was out there playing, she could have got snatched for real. Something could have really happened, right? Like she could have got snatched for real. She could have took her own life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she could have took because her own life. Because of what she, whatever she was going through in her brain, right? In her right. emotions, right? Yeah. So um, so for all of y'all who was on that, y'all look stupid. Y'all all vulnerable. Shout out to Lil Duval who said something stupid. Like, y'all, y'all be playing on people's emotions and stuff like that. And you... Y'all let y'all emotions get the best of you. Since when is being a person that cares about other people and other people's well being been a, been a been an issue? Like that that's just dumb. Like to even try to lambast people for for actually caring about another human being. Like mm-hmm. let's let's mm-hmm. just let's just not let's just not do that. Let's not be stupid and think that people are dumb because you care about somebody. Because if it was yeah. if it was your loved one, if it was your family, your friend, if it was you, you would want somebody to care. You would so want like, let's same. just not do that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I ain't got nothing else to add to that, but I do want to keep talking about dumb people. So we're going to okay. go on over to the living room because I got All a right. whole list of them that we can talk about. <laughs> um, so grab your snacks, grab your drinks. And if you're in my case, grab your smothered chicken, your, your, your white rice, your green beans, a little, um, little dinner rolls that's in the freezer. I'm going to put yeah, it in. And uh, listen, I'm going to start my dad. That's who I got, Brian. That's because that white woman can cook some bread. <laughs> listen. That white woman can make some bread, Reverend. Uh, sister, I'm, we call her sister because she knows. Listen, I'm, um, I'm picking up my my my, my diet and stuff next week. So grab all your things, come to the living room. Yep, and let's have this really great conversation. All right. All right, family members, jigsaw puzzle pieces. We are back into the living room. And for those who may be listening for the first time, this is the segment. This is the meat and the potatoes, as I like yeah. in church of our episode. Where we really dig in and talk about um, some of the things we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out life. And in this particular situation, um, there's been a lot going on in the media concerning yeah. pretty famous women, well established yeah. women, very successful women, and the men that they have chosen to date. And Oof. Brian yeah. and I are never on the case where we're going to say women are perfect, they do no wrong. You're right. In the case of we we do want to protect black men, right? But we also understand that there's a privilege in being a cisgendered black man, right? There's privilege mm-hmm. in that. Um, so you know, we 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 navigate that space. I don't want to say carefully, 
Um, but I, I will say this. While I am in the belief that black men should be honored and protected um, yep. the same way all humans should be honored and protected, I also understand that men sometimes we do things, right, based on patriarchy and societal norms that are yeah. kind of a little harmful, right? Yeah. And it speaks, and anything that kind of books up against those societal traditions yeah. um, oftentimes brings out sometimes the worst in us, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Brian and I are like, are we aligned in that space? Am I speaking accurately for both of us? Right yeah, now? yeah, without a doubt. Um, so I'm giving you this context to say we are not here to bash black men. We're not mm-hmm. going to say that black men are trash. We are here to yeah. point out a specific cohort of black men who are trash and, 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 and wanting to understand and think through some of the ways in which Right. They may have been acting this way. What kind of prompts some of this behavior and language and dialogue that can exist um, among them? So um, this will be framed around again. You know, Brian and I love to talk about um, larger concepts and less about people. Um, But there's been an influx of men who are out here laying their insecurities on the line. Yeah. Low key sickening. We're going to talk about that from um, Brother DDG, Brother Darius Jackson. If you don't know who Darius Jackson is, that is. Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. I was wrong a couple episodes ago, Brian. That is Dro's little brother. And okay, not, Dro's little Chad. brother. That is Dro's okay. little brother. Uh, and I heard Dro has actually been creating memes and making jokes about his brother. <laughs> like he said, y'all ain't putting me in this foolishness. Um, Future, who is a consistent oh. staple in this. And then I even brought in a white. White. Mm. white. Um, so let's start with DDG. DDG okay. is the boyfriend of Halle Bailey. Mm-hmm. And um, rapper, YouTuber, all that kind of stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna go through all the things they did to set up this conversation. Now, Got it. So he released. He recently put out an album called um, "It Could Be Me" or something like that, which is so appropriate. Um, but here's the line mm-hmm. that he says. He says, yeah. "Filming a movie. Now you kissing dudes. You know I love you a lot. I don't give a f if that s is for promo. I don't mm-hmm. want to see this no more." Then he goes on and says, why'd you holding hands in the photo? You know I'm insecure. That's a no-no. That's DDG. Boyfriend of Halle Bailey. Then we have Future, who is on an upcoming song with, um, not upcoming song, new release song with Quavo, one-third of the Migos. Rest in peace, take off. Um, and he has a line that says this. Now, for context, he is the biological father <laughs> of Future Jr., um, mm. He has a child with Sierra Wilson, <laughs> um, who is the the wife of Russell Wilson, who is the may not be biological father, but actual father. It's a little mm-hmm. future. And future wraps this. He says, "I ball in his mall for my brothers. Goyard bag, tote the cutter. Mm-hmm. I got it out the field. F Russell. Mm. That's in the Vegas. Now, slide up over to Darius Jackson. <sighs> Keep on with every day. I know, Brian. It's a lot." Yeah, we talked about this before. He got online, saw the dress, talked about, you know, all the things in terms of all the things in terms of like how she was looking, how she was dressed, blase, 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 blase. His insecurities, traditional thinking, but while in a very untraditional relationship. And this yeah. is not to bash people who have babies out of wedlock, but you can't right. talk about traditional standards and then have a baby out of like anyway. So that's Darius Jackson. And lastly is Jonah Hill, the oldest, mm-hmm. youngest looking white man I've ever seen in my life. Just, just he's aging terribly. <laughs> um, he's dated this woman who was a surfer. Now, he's laid out a few things. He didn't like the fact that she was now she's a surfer. Yeah. He didn't like the fact that she was in bathing suits and was and hanging posted, out with other and posted surfers. Posted on social media. And posted <laughs> on social media. And he even sent her text messages like this. He says, plain and simple, if you need 
surfing with men, boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men to model, to model, just to model, <laughs> to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendship with women who are unstable, who are in unstable places, and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. And I'm not the right partner for you if these things bring you a place of happiness. I support it, and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnerships, my boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt or trust, right? Now, for additional context with Jonah, he slid in her DM mm-hmm. because he saw a picture of her in the bathing suit surfing. Mm. And she's a semi-professional surfer. And she's a model. And he his overuse of the word boundaries, like therapeutic language, to make it seem like Gaslight. There it is. To make it seem like he was saying something so profound, and it really isn't. Brian, mm. with all that context, mm. that's a that's a that's like a big old medicine ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's just so much. Like, um, and let me go back to the idea of uh, accountability. Yes. Right. And uh, I'm. We said earlier. You said that we're not men bashers. You know, we understand that both sexes, or you know, yeah, both sexes will say that men, men and women, uh, um, have flaws in multiple ways, right? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely not gonna talk about black men, but at some point we got to have conversations to, for accountability's sake. That's the purpose of this conversation, uh, because we can talk about future. Because you know the the niggas love future and we and honestly mm-hmm. again not bashing I'm, I'm not I'm just the last time I want to say that for context but sake but future is a dead be dead you know what I mean like and to, to a whole a whole cohort of children yeah and, <laughs> and this kind of speaks to the fact that we we pick and choose what we deem uh, um, unacceptable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So you have a whole person who's a whole deadbeat and don't don't matter to me. Whereas there's kids who he's let he's ruining lives. You know, now you have kids that are gonna grow up that may have issues as a person that grew up without a dad, right? And though they may be listening, you understand what that what that's like to not grow up with a dad. And you see your dad on TV and he's doing all this kind of stuff, and he's openly bashing your stepdad or openly bashing your mom, and you know what I mean? Like or you see him on the gram flying all over the place with all these women and stuff like that. You're like, well, why he couldn't come see me? He has enough money and on these PJs to go visit and hang out with these girls. He couldn't come to Atlanta to visit me. I'm saying like stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. so, but yet we still like openly listen to, to future music. Right. So that mm-hmm. can kind of go to some of our hypocrisy as a culture to what we deem as a, a, a you know, acceptable and not acceptable. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's, DDG and Darius Jackson, I think, are probably the more of the premise and also Jonah of the, the conversation regarding insecurity because you have this. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. I got a question the, for you. The, yeah, go for it. No, I'm going to let you finish about DDG now. Yeah, I say DDG I, and Darius mm-hmm. are more so, I think, futures issues with another man mm-hmm. who's more powerful, not more powerful, who's probably a little more, probably more powerful, powerful <laughs> yeah, than he is. Right, so he's in the shadow of not his baby mama because Sierra is Sierra, not disrespecting her, but I think future in terms of like popularity, 
in music, music yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Russell Westbrook, West, Russell, excuse me, Russell Wilson is more popular overall. You sound, you sound like Bubba right there. <laughs> <laughs> has more money, has yeah. more um, accolades, has more fame. Mm-hmm. Crossover appeal. Crossover appeal, all those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you're you're intimidated and insecure about another man. Whereas Darius and DDG are insecure in terms with a woman who is by far way more popular than they are. I mean, (laughs) orbits. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so so all those insecurity is two different kinds of insecurity. I guess we can kind of break those down in terms of being insecure about another man, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, one level of insecurity, and then being insecure in terms of being uh, in your your girl's shadow and how to navigate mm-hmm. navigate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. No, it's true, and I think and you kind of answered it because you you started off by saying you know a little bit about future's insecurity, but I think you brought it in because I was going to ask like I feel like future's very insecure, um, and yeah. I think the fact that Russell has stepped up and because I feel like if Sierra was navigating life as a single mom, he yeah. may but just because his future, he may have thrown a few shots at her. Like yeah. he's done Lori Harvey before. He threw a shot at Sierra in the Smoke Break song with Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Is it something along the lines of how you just going to have my baby and not let me hit again or something like that, right? And it was like recently after they had just had Future Junior yeah. when that album came out. <clears throat> um, so, but I think the fact that Russell Wilson is not just, well, people call Russell corny, right? Yeah. Say what you want to say about Russell. Yeah. But that that man has stepped up and not just, not he ain't just a bonus. That nigga is actively fathering. Your actively child. he is and, that voice and father and, and this is where i think he's really messed up i really think the nail in the coffin for future is that he's fathering a child that has his name even oh. though it's his stage name i think oh. that's the thing if yeah. future junior was like laquan because yeah. you know this man's name is nevada so i can imagine that future Junior might have had a hood name if yeah. he was there like a, he was a brand and a laquan a michael I don't mm-hmm. think, but the fact that russell wilson is actively raising and and turn and molding him yeah, in a young future into a Wilson, whatever yeah. that means, right? I yeah. think that, I think that's what's really stabbing him. I don't, I, I really don't think it's Russell Wilson. I think it's the fact that you, because granted, these other women may have father figures in these other children's lives. Yeah, but they ain't a Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and that baby name ain't future. Yeah, and, and honestly, so <laughs> so let's talk about this for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Is the insecurity the fact of, and also the him throwing in the towel of the fact of like I can't parent that child better than that man mm-hmm. but here's the you know thing why can't you though exactly and that's that's and that's my that's my problem with it you know what i'm saying that's my problem with it. it's like because you can step up easily and just because the peak of your career is over oh yeah you, you know. like you like future still probably gonna put out good music but the peak yeah. of your career is a rap um so you could literally be flying to where they in denver now um yeah. going to send him for your son like you like Sierra gonna have full custody, of course, but you could be an active father. Yes. Like, and Russell could still be a very much active step, you know, because I feel like Russell gonna be Russell regardless. But you could be whatever you needed to be to your son, and I don't yeah. know that Sierra does not give me the type of woman that would ever stop that. No, and 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 because and, and also too, it's 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 open, it's public. So, like, if anything, he we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we got yeah all the things. If he wanted to be an active participant in this child's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and Sierra or Russell were stopping him from doing that. He has instant access to his fans, 
to be like, nah, nigga, I ain't no deadbeat. You know what I'm saying? But even within that, he's never come out and been like, nah, I take care of my child. Like, or mm-hmm. posted pictures of him with future. Like, none of the things, which to me is like, it's to me it's worse. Like you, you're you're low key just being like, okay, I'm gonna let him do it. Like, mm-hmm. like what? Like, in what level of man would uh, like? I I guarantee you, and I have a daughter. That's one. So that's different. But I would guarantee you would not want no other man raising the boys that came out of your sack, especially my namesake. <laughs> Right, right, right. I got a Josh to second, but here's the thing, though: if something happened between me and Asher, and she got remarried, I'm I'm not going to stop that man. First of all, my sons are. I told you I'm raising them so, so they will be the ones less That's, likely. Give them a hard time. <laughs> they they will be right. They will be less likely. You ain't my daddy, right? They will be less. I'm gonna tell my daddy, right? They will be that. But I would not be pressed about him being in their life because if she remarried, yeah. That that's you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. are the man in that house. So right. for all intents and purposes, even if we had shared custody, there's gonna be times where they are fully with you, sir. So yes. one thing I ask you to do is respect them mm-hmm. as my yeah. children. And yeah. it, no matter what you feel about me, homie, don't badmouth me in front of my kids. Yeah. And but I am going to be an active father. I'm coming up <laughs> in there on when Christmas with all the J's. And right. Gucci slides, <laughs> I'm doing it all, you know. But but that but that's me as a parent now. Like my son is asked for Gucci sneakers now. He ain't getting yeah. them because the responsibility levels are low. Right. I can almost guarantee you at 16, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna be that parent. Josh gonna have a pair of Gucci shoes. Without a doubt, Gucci shoes, right? You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna be the, but just not material things. Like I'm like my son's birthday was before Clay, right? Mm-hmm. And I left the day before his birthday. But I intentionally spent the 19th was dedicated to Josh. He yeah. spent all he spent some of my Clay money. McClave money, took on the dating bus because that was he wanted to do. Bought yeah. him gifts. I was in Florida, went to the Nike outlet. He got a bag full of Nike stuff. I yeah. mean, just racked up. Some of most of us for school, but racked up on that dude because that's my yeah. child, right? Yeah. And I was also told, and I was telling people about it, I was like, I'm not, I came in and clave late, like late that night. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, this today is dedicated to my this is my son. Like yeah. I'm here for Clave already, yeah. but like this is my son, right? And the same thing for Jaden. Like we, we we do the same thing. I'm active in their lives. I'm, I'm at the football practices. I'm at the things. I'm taking pictures. I'm having the lessons. I'm having the conversations. Right. I am actively parenting my child. And nothing about someone else being present would change it for me. Jaden calls my dad his second dad. I love that number one. Right. But nothing about like they're with him right now. But nothing about what my dad can do is stopping yeah. me from being a good father as well. Yeah. You see Agreed. what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, to that point, I don't know. But I, but I want to pivot us a little bit because I think that does speak to the greater issue of all these men is, like, what is it that's deep inside of you mm-hmm. that's stopping? And I'm not asking this to you because I don't know that we have these problems. But what is it that you think is deep inside of these men that's causing them to almost retreat from, yeah. right, um, the confidence that they should just have in themselves or retreat from their ability to be, and in Future's case, to do what is necessary for you to do, right? So that these feelings wouldn't be in the case of like a future. How again? How hard is it for you to step up as a father? Yeah, and just let Sierra live because she ain't coming back, bro. Yeah, and Russell ain't unless something happened between them. Russell ain't going nowhere. For DDG and Darius, it's like you knew who these women were when you met them. Yes, there should have been some kind of inkling. I would have been like, you talking to, to me? Like, I don't, I don't care how attractive I am. If yeah. I am, and no, and no shame to draw. Mm-hmm. But I, if I am the brother of a B-list actor, 
I'm trying to position the totem pole, bro. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I agree. You know, Sorry to the people who think totem pole is um, is is, is uh, yeah yeah yeah. But, I but I'm so. trying to position the rankings here, right? Right. If 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 I'm the brother of a let's let's use one of my favorite shows of of Overton Wayfield Jones, if I'm his little brother, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a star in the night. But in today of things, that means nothing really. And right. if some, you know, Kiki Palmer or what's what's what's, what's that light skinned girl on uh, um on on Power, the one who Lauren, the girl oh, who Lauren. plays Lauren, and she came to like, oh, who is this? Ooh. I'm Listen. gonna be looking like who me? I, mean, I, I I know what I'm doing in my own right, but I'm not in the industry. I'm yeah. a millionaire. I'm just a douche. I was attractive, right? Yeah. I'm already in my brain was like, all right, cool. She about to kiss Tariq. Yeah. She about to do this. She's gonna mm-hmm. have a smash scene. Like, like I'm prepared for these things. I know what yeah. the industry, I know her DM is flooded with, with dudes who wanna saying all kind of crazy. Yeah. I know I know she getting nudes in her, you know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. just what's happening to these celebrities. I know that. I gotta have a I gotta build my and if I'm not mentally prepared to handle what comes with dating a celebrity, I'm gonna be like, I can't do this with you. Yeah. And and that's and that's an acknowledgement of my insecurities, but also saying I can't handle this. But I'm yeah. also not that guy. So I mm-hmm. wonder what it is for you to and even with the Jonah Hill, like why your girl or former girlfriend wasn't I don't know what they are right now. I'm, I'm assuming former since you released those texts. But if your former girlfriend wasn't you were the celebrity in this guy, I think he's right. this is why I brought him in. Not only because he's white, because I feel like this is not just exclusive to black men. Yeah. Um, not only were you the like he was the celebrity. Yeah. But your girlfriend was a semi-professional surfer. Yeah. And what do you think surfers outside of like the surfing suit? They be in bathing suits. And then from from what we learned, you found her. Yeah. In a bathing suit. Yeah. What? You, and that's what attract, you, that's what made you slide into the DM. Right. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's like But I guess but that's the, that's the, I think that's the point though. Jonah Hill, Darius Jackson, and DDG, the thing that you're insecure about is the thing that attracted you to that person. In the first place. They they didn't change. They, could, Kiki Palmer didn't change the reality. Nope. Yeah, Kiki Palmer was Kiki Palmer. His, Jonah Hill's girlfriend was Jonah Hill's girlfriend. Hallie Bailey was Halle Bailey was Hallie Bailey. Like from however y'all met, they were already that person. So it wasn't as if their light got even more illuminated. Like Kiki Palmer been Kiki Palmer since Keelan to be. Like let's not act like she ain't been that girl. And she's been our favorite. And she's been our favorite cousin at least for the last five six years. Just her sound bites her. Like she's been, you know what I'm saying? She's been there. It's I think it's the fact of it's more it's it's me and not you. That's really what it boils down to. It's 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 me and it not it's not you. But I guess to your earlier point is like what inside of them, yeah, makes them that. And and one we we don't know what their upbringing in it, upbringing is because that could be mm-hmm. one thing. It could be childhood it trauma. Could it could be. be it could be Darius could be oh my older brother's a B list celebrity. I don't do anything with my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, it could be DDG. I'm a a, a, a SoundCloud rapper. I think I think that's the biggest thing for him because he wants he has the aspiration. Yeah. Because Darius, I think it was is okay being Dro's brother and doing whatever he was doing. And because right. Keith said she saw him at a party. He was with his brother. She was like, ooh, mm-hmm. Dro, whatever. But who was that? Right. Yeah. So he was found being himself with, like you said, no aspirations. And maybe aspirations to do whatever. But he not was be doing, within the industry. But not be in the industry. Yeah. DDG though. Yeah, he wants to be that. He guy. wants to, yeah. And but and, and the thing is. Your girl, one, let's just let's go back. She got, you know, 
she she knows Beyonce. Beyonce was the one who brought her out there. So and, ain't they like signed to Ivy Park, whatever that label yeah. is or something? Yeah. Right. So and one this is but this is why you should know your role. Right? Mm-hmm. One, be she's connected to Beyonce and Jay-Z. That's one. Two is start that, I mean intimately connected. Intimately, like like <laughs> phone number, text messages, they probably talk. You yes. know what I'm saying? And got to go through Beyonce. What's her uh, her uh, um, bodyguard's name? Julius. Ain't got to go through Julius. Hey, Julius mm. ain't got to pat her down. And talk to Beyonce. Nope. That's <laughs> not one of those things. Nope. Um, they probably so, held blue eyes when she was a baby. Hello. <laughs> so, so that's one. That's one. Yeah. Two is actress. She had in her bag. That's in her bag. She's an actress on was on a on a wildly successful show. Ronish. Successful, okay. Then on top of that, she has success in music. Like she does the Chloe thing. Halle, they did. Do, do, that was a big song. Does her thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, then Disney taps her on her shoulder and is like, "Hey, we want you to be Disney Ariel. princess, <laughs> a freaking Disney princess, like and the first black one, right? So, like, so, so within that, like, but Hold on, Brian, we're not done." Yeah, and now she's connected to Oprah with the color purple. Now she she got Beyonce and Oprah, and you know this color purple thing has been in the in the making for a couple of years. It's just yeah. it's being it's being like put out there now. But like she got Oprah, she she got two of the most powerful women. I'm gonna get to this. Yeah, I'm gonna make this point, and then we can get to it later. Yeah, she's connected to two of the most powerful women who also have husbands who are not intimidated by their women's power. But we can get. I, I gotta. I want us to get to that later. But, <laughs> but so to me, like within that, like you should are like you got to come in this thing knowing, like my girl is already. She's already in the. She's already in outer space, already bro. There. She's already in outer space. And she's only gonna get bigger. It's, it's only and here's the bigger. thing. Not even comparing Chloe to Halle because I don't. I don't believe in doing that. But in terms of like superstar power, Halle is being positioned more. As mm-hmm. like the global, like Chloe's doing her thing. Don't get She's me doing wrong. Great in but our like, community. Yeah, for sure. But when you talk about Disney and like Color Purple, that is worlds. Like that exposure is a little bit bigger than what Chloe is doing. So again, both of the sisters are doing their thing. But when you yeah. hooked up with Hallie, yeah, you're entering into a stratosphere that's just. I mean, it's, yeah. And the and again, the fact that she was on that trajectory mm-hmm. and still chose a deep. I didn't know what a DDG was. I, I still until, know, I ain't never heard a DDG song. I ain't, and I don't care. To. <laughs> the only reason why I know that lyric is because when I read it <laughs> and I've been hearing about <laughs> how it referenced Halle, right? We can say the same things low key about Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer like, had her Kiki, own like show said, on ABC. She was a Nickelodeon icon. True Jackson VP. She had yes. her own show on, on BET too at some point, didn't she? Yes. She. Kiki Palmer is that girl, and but she's mainstream that girl too. Like, so people know who Kiki Palmer. Yes. Kiki Palmer again is in outer space. Like, she's she got music. She's all she. She's uh, the promo girl for every brand. She that's why they call she, her Kiki, Kiki Keep a Job Palmer because the girl is yes. never not working. <laughs> she's never so, not working. so at that point, you you come into this thing knowing like that. What are you gonna say? I'm about to say, and she and the reason why she was at the insecure party is because she was in insecure for a couple of episodes. She was. So like she met you she, on a job. She, she was actively acting. She's that girl. <laughs> and you only got invited because you're the little brother of one of the that the, the, the reoccurring actors. So like so I, with it, 
they are already they're already those girls, and they're yep. going to continue to be those girls. So you coming in, I think one, the attitude should have been, and this is where the insecurity could have been. It's two sets. Yeah. yeah. One is out of all of these opportunities, out of all of these choices, you chose me. So that could have been either a positive thing or a negative thing, like depending on how you saw it. Because one could have been yeah. like, oh, out of all these men out here, you chose me. I'm that nigga, right? Yeah. But I think in their mind, it was like, you chose me though, but did you really choose me or or you just chose me, but you really got other options out here? But, and, but you know what I'm saying? Thing, though. I, I don't think it's the latter. It, it, okay. Their brain could have said that. Okay. But here's the thing though, bro. And the way the industry is set up, if they mm-hmm. chose you, they chose you. You, my nigga, like and, and rest in it. that. Rest in that. And you don't have to even be arrogant about it. You just got like, I would probably question it for half a second, like, me? But then at the same time, like, you know what, bet. I mean, because celebrity or not, I'm an attractive nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm I swaggy. Pulled, I pulled that. I pulled, I pulled that. Because here's the thing. If I'm at an insecure watch party or wherever I was at, I'm pulling out one of my best fits, Brian. You know, oh, I'm yeah. about, you know, you know, I'm about to get dressed. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm already feeling myself. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm in this room, but I'm eventually on it. Right. Yeah. I'm on this room. I work this room, and if I get the attention of a Kiki Palmer, I got the attention. Like Kiki, like Kiki admitted, she asked about him. Mm-hmm. She said, "You cute, but who your brother though?" Like I heard that interview when she said that. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if that's my storyline, I'm already. And whether we develop into a relationship, baby mama or not, like. That is a powerful storyline for me yes. and my relationship. And here's yeah. the thing with EDG. You want to be this big rapper, bro. Not to say that, not to say that you should be opportunistic, but read the room. Yeah. You know how you can leverage this? Yeah. Because you're all because you were already actively making your way. Yes. So now you just need to make sure that the music is actually good. Yes. Because people are going to look at you more and be like, all right, babe, let me check this out. And if it's actually good, right? There's a rise. You could have did a song with Chloe. You know, so you, you don't know what the Jay-Z, possibility. Jay Z, you're you're one, you're one, you're literally one person away from the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah, and and even going back to using the Jonah Hill example with him being a celebrity, like your girlfriend or ex girlfriend wasn't the celebrity, but she was who she was. Mm-hmm. When you met her, like she was all in, in that little semi professional surfing industry, she was already that girl. Yeah. You added, and here's the other thing. Mm, these men added nothing to what these women, even, even Jonah Hill, what you do in acting added, like your acting prowess is not going to increase her surfing skill. Because if she sucks, she's still going to suck dating a celebrity. Like right. she has to be good. That's just like if you dated Candace Parker. And yeah. let's just say you was a big celebrity, Brian. Mm-hmm. If Candace Parker sucked, her dating you wouldn't change who she is in the WNBA. She'd no. just be a WNBA player that happened to date some celebrity. But like <laughs> she would still need to be good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's yeah, the same yeah. thing for that surfer. Like, yeah, you a big actor or whatever, but in order for her to be successful or to be a model, she still gotta book these shows. She still gotta present a certain way. She still has to um maintain a certain diet and athletic ability yep. to be able to do the work that she's doing. And with Kiki and Hallie, it's even more present because yeah. Nothing that y'all did is making them bigger. No, and there's nothing really you can do to make them bigger. There's nothing it's, you it's can do at this point. It's nothing that you can do, right? So you ne- you're not adding any real. I won't say you add no value because they saw something in you, right? But yeah. you're not adding any celebrity value. Let me say it like that: no influential value to their lives. Everything you're bringing to the table is pure relational, love, mm-hmm. 
commitment, companionship, uh, like companionship, attractiveness, yeah. trust, and all that kind of stuff. That's what you bring to the table. And and you should be like, I'm gonna be, you should just be a boyfriend. Yeah. And, and I'm not diminishing boyfriend to say that you should be a simp, because that's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. What no, I'm no, saying no. is that you should navigate this relationship like you would any other one. I, I think and, and the added there's an added pressure because she's a celebrity, but you knew that from the jump. Yes. Yes. You knew that from the jump. And if you, again, if you couldn't handle that, bro, because at some point, somebody was going to dress provocatively. Yeah. At some point, Hallie was going to have a scene. Might not be sex. Because what if the next scene is sex? Mm-hmm. You can't handle her having a She's a Disney. Every Disney princess gets a kiss. It was going to happen. Like, it's yeah. going to happen. Like, like her sister was us in Swarm. Scene, scene one. With scene one with Damson, <laughs> with what by one of the you know one of the current sex symbols of today, like was, so it's it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. Um, but to that point, like, like so, I guess to, to answer, put some clarity to this thing, like, how do you, as a person who knows that you're not going to add value in these other spaces, how do you add value, right? And I think you kind of said it earlier, but I'm gonna let you answer it, but. One of the areas I feel like that you could add value is just being a safe space. Like when when you're when you get offset, when you get out of that booth, when you get out of the whatever you are, you can come to me and it's just us and I'm rubbing feet. I'm 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 hearing you out. How was your day, sweetheart? How mm-hmm. you know rubbing your back, whatever it is, I'm allowing you to to be the space where you can unleash and allow, you know. Anything yeah. you wanted to say on set that you couldn't say, anything you wanted to say in this boardroom that you couldn't say, yeah, you know, anything, all these places, this is our space. I'm gonna make this a safe space for you. Unleash it here. I'm gonna be completely, you know, uh, I'm your diary. You know what I'm saying? Because that's those are the only ways you really can add value. I you know what I'm saying? Tell I won't tell. Secrets. I'm your diary. Your that's that's the space though. That's one. That's one. Alicia's best yeah. song. No single cell. Yeah. Right. But to, to the contrary, what they did is they aired personal mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much lost pretty much the, the only thing that you could add value. Yes. To. But but here's the gag though. It's not even like I'm a rubber feet. I can be a safe space. That's why I said lean into the fact of being a boyfriend because as a partner, yeah. that's what we do anyway. Yeah. Asha ain't nobody celebrity, mm-hmm. but she just started back school. Oh, okay. Right, she started back work. Right, well, not school, school. When oh, I say okay. school, work, work. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, one of God, one of God, I don't think going back. I think one of God's <laughs> But, um, but yesterday, I was hurt. She was venting about, oh, this traffic. I get my mind right, and there was mm. so much going on at the school, and there's some organizational changes, and this, this, and this is happening. Leadership team and admin team, and blah, 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 blah. And this is in the third, and I'm just, but. As a husband, I am there talking her through it. Yeah. We having conversation about it. And that's what I mean by being just a leaning into the fact of just be yeah. a partner. Yeah. Because regardless of who Asha is, I was that space for her. Yeah. And even if she was the bigger person in terms of career, I'm mm-hmm. still going to be that. That does. And I guess we can shift the conversation this yeah. way. If you are a man who mm-hmm. is intimidated by the success of women, yeah. then why get in relationships with women who are more successful than you? Hello. First of all, you need to figure that out because. Right. There's no reason we should be turn, tearing down women regardless of their right. career status anyway. But I personally would not care if Ashley made more money than me. No. I would not I care would if her either. job was more high profile than mine. Like, let's just say she was a principal. She could be the freaking APS school board superintendent. 
Wherever, mm-hmm. I'm married to the APS school board. Hello. That's just what it is. Hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She could be the head social worker of APS and making however many hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's what we're a partnership. Her yeah. trajectory shifted one way, mine shifted another. But it doesn't mean I don't, I still bring value to the table. Yeah. Right. Um, and not to even get into our personal business, but like I talked about me cooking. That may be something small, but in the context of our home, that's large. We got to yeah. eat. Somebody yeah. got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I know the and that you know, and I just use it as one example. I know the value that I bring. I'm the person who manages the bills, not because I'm a man. I'm just better yeah. with you know placing, making sure this is paid on that day, that is paid on that day, right? Same. That is a skill set that everybody don't have. Yeah, right. Because that's some also, people, uh, that's also sorry to cut you off real quick, but that's also no. a space that Asha it relieves a a, a stress from yes. her life. Are you saying I'm gonna take on that responsibility? And Asha's the better planner. There are stuff that I would never be at if it wasn't on the woman of God's calendar, <laughs> right? But 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 yeah. she wants she she named my secretary, but she keeps me in the pocket in those things. And I'd be like, oh, I think I'm gonna go do this. Well, you know, we got you know Josh yeah, Game I, is at five. I, I'd be like, oh, I, hear, I hear that. Okay. I hear that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but the same thing is like, but it keep it keeps me locked in in that way. And even with certain things around the house, Asha has her pulse around things. Where, hey, babe, if you go to the store, we need some laundry detergent. I don't mm-hmm. do as much laundry. So just keeping it at the top of my brain. That's all, yeah. You know, so it's just little things. Hey, did you call these people? Babe? Like the value from both partners, you de- yeah. You define what's most valuable within your relationship. And when you find that space, mm-hmm. you lean into that. And I think yeah. that's where they should have been. And for DDG specifically, you could have brought that value to her while mm-hmm. also pers- yeah. still pursuing whatever yeah. it is. But I think it was stupid for you to yeah. assume that she wouldn't have any interaction with men. Mm-hmm. Considering that she's an actor, yeah, that's just you think she's gonna be, but even in blackish, not blackish, grownish, yeah. she 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 dated Junior for a little second. She had another little boyfriend, like Diggy. Was she with, was she with Diggy or was that other? No, boy? that was Chloe. Chloe, was Chloe okay, it is Diggy. Yeah, yeah, Diggy yeah, was one like, on grownish. Yeah, but but yeah, like so, I don't know, but I feel like there has to be a space to where there has to be personal accountability, and then here's the thing. I've yeah. heard several other podcasts hosted by women. Matter of fact, my girl Crystal, Crystal Wiz, who gives me in a hard time. She mm-hmm. gives me in a hard time. From the read, right? Yeah, from the read. Mm-hmm. And I love Crystal. But she even said in one of her reads about, um, I think this was Crystal who said this about Darius, was like, she wasn't as, like she disagreed with Darius' comments. But her biggest beef was that we brought it to the internet. Yeah. And I've heard so many other women in podcasts, Scotty Beam, uh, Sylvia O'Bell on their, their new podcast, uh, all say it like, it wasn't the, like, we don't necessarily agree with your opinion, brother. Yeah. But we're also not saying that you don't have an opinion. Right. The beef is, is that Twitter wants the space for it. No, at all. And, and, and the same thing with DDG. I'm not saying that you couldn't feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, jealousy is a real emotion. Now, that's not my issue. That you yeah. tell us about a freaking acting scene. You gotta yeah. go to your therapist, qualified therapeutic professional, and work through <laughs> the issues around that. I now I do feel that. However, don't put me in your rap lyrics though. It's yeah, not the that's... way we handle that, dude. No. You talk to it with your therapist, you come on and talk to me, be like, hey babe, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can go to the premieres because I don't I don't want to see you like that. Right. Yeah. But then again, it goes back to my initial question. Why did you? All right, here's the question. She chose you, but why did you also choose her? That's a great question. If, if, if you if you knew this was going to be the case, yeah. Then you say that I'm insecure. That's a no no. 
I'm I'm supposed to be responsible for your insecurities. Yeah, like, like it's it's kind of like you just you just living your life. Yeah, you're just doing what you're doing, and then somebody joins on to your life, and then says, "Well, why are you doing that?" I was already doing this. Like you could have just stayed. I was already a model. I was already serving. <laughs> I was already like. You could have stayed behind over there. Like you decided to join my life. Yes. I was already doing this. It's not like we got together and all of a sudden. And then it changed. It changed. Like, no, you you came onto this, my life, and then, like, all of us, it's like, if I, if, 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 it's like, okay, I already have a beard, I already have long hair. And mm-hmm. then Lauren gets with me and is like, ooh, I don't like your beard and your long hair. Girl, I, I had this before we, before we got here. Like, so why would you want me to change when that's how I was already like that? Perfect example. <laughs> I ain't always had long hair. But yeah. I've always been experimental with my hair. You even know yeah. this about me. I was I was the kid that came to church with the mohawk, mm-hmm. the bohawk, yeah. the, the, the fade. Like every week, it could be something different with Joshua. I always used to keep it low, but I was something different. So now that I'm experimenting with longer hair and curls and braids, yeah, it's different, but it ain't new. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? it's just it's just different. So to your point, like, I'm not gonna stop experimenting with my hair. I'm even I even thought that I texted you once. I even thought about what you know, what it, what it would mean to lock my hair, right? Mm-hmm. Just wants me to do that so badly. She's like, you can comb them out if you don't oh. like them no more. You know, so but my thing is that to your point, I was already living me, doing my life, and you came in. It's like, girl, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna change it. As a way to kind of put a pin in this conversation, though, I want to go back to that point I made. Cause we had because we have some examples of men who are dating or married to very successful women. And I feel like they need to do a master class. You have Stedman Graham. I mean longtime partner. Boyfriend of both. And we ain't never heard no mess from Stedman. And let me tell you, and y'all can, whatever fake rumors y'all want to say about Oprah and Gail or whatever, I'm not even going to feed into it. Oprah ain't decided to marry this man because that's just not something she did. Right? But Stedman gets on that red carpet. He steps to the side so Oprah can take her picture. He steps back to the front to take a picture together. Mm-hmm. And if they won't, he steps back to the side to take a picture by himself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they go home and eat their $5,000 dinner together. You're yeah. Oprah's garden. Enjoy. <laughs> and I think what y'all fail to realize why y'all be trying to shade Stedman is that Stedman was a full medical doctor when he met Oprah. And it probably actively practiced up until, I don't know if he's retired or not now, yeah. but actively practices or practiced up until a certain point, which means that while he don't have Oprah money, Stedman was, is okay. He was, doing, he was doing fine. And here's the other thing. Because he's with Oprah, he likely doesn't spend the totality of his money. You know how many places they probably eat for free? Yeah. You know how many chefs <laughs> Oprah just pays for hands on her house? Yeah. A lot of his money is probably just in his pocket. And Stepman, from what we see, has not been intimidated by and because Oprah is a true, right? Mississippi woman started in local television stations, had a show on television that they didn't think would be that big, turned into the biggest. Daytime talk show, Listen. own network, built richest woman in the world, Ever. United States, black woman, all this kind of stuff. And then, so we got Oprah, right? With Stephen. So that's kind of like, that's kind of like the Kiki and Darius, right? Mm-hmm. What it could be. You need to yep. go to, Darius, go to Stephen's Masterclass. Yes. Let me tell you what it's in DDG. DDG needs to go to either Jay-Z's or, mm-hmm. one even better, Courtney B. Vance's Masterclass. Oh, yeah. Because Courtney B. Vance, same industry, same industry, and much better than DDG in terms of resume. But a, I mean, a solid actor. I mean, and it's not getting many roles. He just played Rita Franklin's daddy recently. Like, 
solid actor. So, I mean, resume. So good. He he was the preacher's wife. He was the, he was the preacher and the preacher's wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black. I mean, Courtney B. Vance has a resume, bro. But mm-hmm. not for not, Angela Bassett is the bigger star. And yeah, Angela Bassett is absolutely positively a beautiful. Yes. I mean, if Flawless was a 60-something-year-old person, it is yes. Angela Bassett. That woman don't look nowhere near 60-something. Mm-hmm. She is beautiful. But he is still Courtney B. Vance. He's, he is. And he is her husband. And yes. he married her when she was an actress already. So she was already deep in her career. Already. They ain't been married no 40-something years, right? I think they've been married a minute, but it ain't been no 40, 50 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So she was already Angela Bassett. Yeah. When he came to the table, kind of like DDG. She was already Halle Bailey, bro. Mm-hmm. He didn't look to change her. And Angela has had some kissing scenes. Now, I don't think yeah. Angela's had no real like sex scenes or like that. She's had Nothing real graphic. Yeah. Yeah. But it still got a groove back. Full bikini. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she, and she, she, she is who she is. Jay Z, the, we just talked about the greatest rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Got with Beyonce at kind of the height of her solo career. The, the people at the New York Times seem to think that you know she wasn't gonna be what she is. But look who, <laughs> look who, look, oh my God, look who Beyonce is today, and look who's in the audience. Every supporting, show, every show, supporting like as if as if he ain't ever seen it before. And here's the thing, y'all believe what Jay Z out of his prime, but Jay Z dropped an album today. That thing is going multi platinum. Yes. So don't don't even hit me with that with Jay Z. No, but he but even over the course of her career, they did joint albums together. They did joint mm-hmm. tours together. And part of the success was not just because Jay Z was there; it was a lot because of Beyonce was on those tours as well, yeah. those on the run tours. So, um, Jay, but Jay Z is confident in who he is to her. You can yeah. have the argument and say he cheated or whatever they did, but that was between them two; they worked it out. The fact of the matter is, is that her shine ain't stopped Jay Z from being Jay Z. No. And right now, she is a much bigger superstar. Yeah. Than Sean Carter. Oh, so I'm, so I'm without trying to figure out if these are the cases with, and especially Jay Z, because y'all love to like use rappers as examples. Yeah, you got Jay Z, you got Stepman, you got Courtney B. Vance, you even got Dwayne Wade, and people like to joke about Dwayne Wade and whoever he is, but not for nothing. Gabrielle Union is out here doing it. She was just in a movie with sex scenes mm-hmm. with a young, with a young dude, a young quote another heartthrob. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, what's that boy? The Keith Power. He played um, he played Ronnie. Yeah. In, uh, in, in the new in, edition. Uh, new edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying there are so many examples of men who are, and you can have whatever you want to feel about these men, but these men are married to successful women, yes. successful relationships with men, healthy relationships with women, but mainly Courtney B. Stepman, Jay Z. I usually those my three um, are giving you master classes. Yeah. And and here's the thing: if they felt anything about their wives or girlfriend, because. Mm-hmm. Oprah ain't married. We don't know. Never heard nothing. We don't know. Which mean, and here's the thing. And if they did say something and they had a disagreement, they must have worked it out because why? They still together. Still together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They all still together. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out like what is it about these new men or these younger men, right? Even the future, somebody who broke up and whatever, who is unable. Yeah. To have the same level of confidence. Yeah. Just call it what it is. As these other men who's and here's the thing. Oprah Beyonce, Angela Bassett, stratospheres. Yeah. I mean, especially Oprah Beyonce. Yeah. It don't get no bigger than them two, really. Not at all. 
And Stedman is really outside of Dayton Oprah. We know nothing about this man except nothing. the fact that he was a medical doctor. That is it. <laughs> That is it. He's all light skinned, brother. Light skinned. And she probably met that man when she was she did. Met him when she was younger, was attracted, and they've been rocking ever since. Mm. That's it, bro. Like, I don't know. And I'm sure Stedman was like, I bagged Oprah. Stedman bagged Oprah. Yeah. Stedman, bro, imagine if you met an Oprah and she became Oprah. Like at that point, you just you. I don't. I and I don't because sometimes I would love for our, our listeners to kind of tell us because I guess. We are we are secure in ourselves, um, so I wonder like, because first of all, I was thinking like, well, what is, is it success? But no future is successful, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill is successful, like, so why is why is there the insecurity, right? Um, but I I don't I don't I don't know, and I don't know if maybe it's because we're in a time in a space where where fame is the new cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like I, but I want to be famous though. But I want to be famous. But I want to be the person who's left there. I want to be respected, right? So uh, I, I don't know. I, like I, I really don't even have the answer to the fact of like other than like to your point earlier, just like being confident in who you are and what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. regardless of what that that is. And if your partner is is happy and satisfied with it, even if they're not happy and satisfied, if you bring something to the table. It's all intrinsic. It's nothing that really that your partner can say, well, I, I appreciate you for this. It's really intrinsic. Like I bring this to the table and I and, and I'm okay. And I can use myself an example. So like my wife, when we first got together, um, college educated. I didn't have no mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um then she got master's degree. I ain't had no degree at all. So she's already in terms of like status bigger than me. Okay, then she got another degree. She has three degrees, but I'm still working on one. Mm -hmm. Okay, then on top of that, now my wife, she's now is a whole doctor, right? In terms of not Mm -hmm. medical, but you know, she's Dr. Lauren Hare, right? Yeah, I have Mm -hmm. a a lowly bachelor's degree. If we're looking at just pen to paper, she is way more qualified in terms of when they say black women are more educated than black men, yes, right? But within that, I said, I'm going to. You know, one, I, I always want to marry somebody who had something, right? In terms of uh, either you got to have great personality and bring that to the table, you know, or also like let's grow together and be good partners, right? So why would I want to be with somebody who has the potential to be amazing, and then when they become amazing, I get frustrated in that. At one point, the woman got made more than me, but not at any point where there any jealousy, any trying to like trip her up. I just said, well, what is it that I bring to the table? What is it that I can 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 give to this, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I just did just that. And I was secure in that, right? So I think it's I, just fine. Nigga, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, because even mm-hmm. if you even if you ride Uber or you drive Uber, like that's what you that's what you contribute. Whatever it is, not disrespecting anybody that drives Uber, right? That just be the best you within that relationship. Like that's all you really can do. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know what even what else to say with that. Bro, and that's really all we can do is just be the best you who you can be. Like under like Ashley got her masters before me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go get a master because we was competing. I got a master because I always wanted one. Yeah. But I celebrated her so hard mm-hmm. when she got it. And I didn't get mine until almost a year and a half, two years later. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying. But I, I honored who she was, and, that, and for the first maybe three, four years of our marriage, she made more money than me. 
it didn't change who I was or our status or anything like that, right? right? It's just the fact that because of the industry that I chose, I ended up eventually being, you know, the primary yeah. breadwinner, if you want to say it like that. But yeah. I don't hold that over her head. It's just, it's just kind of what it is, right? Yeah. So again, to wrap this conversation up, bro, I think, you know, it's 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 unfortunate to say that, you know, these women are having, and not just these celebrity women. I think this speaks to women across the board who are dealing with men and their insecurity and their inability to deal with a successful woman and what that means for life and, you know, how they navigate it and find love and build a relationship. And part of me, you know, is 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 is, is, is um, feels for them, right? Yeah. Especially for women with a certain type of success because you may have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Right, and a lot of people say, "Well, it ain't the, it ain't the successful woman; it's the fact they throw it in their face." No, a lot a lot of it is. Like, so I do yeah. think there are some women who are who we can call you know ball crunchers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there are a lot of men who just can't handle even successful men yeah. who can't handle someone who's probably their equal. Yeah, right. They just can't handle it, and that's something that is not the woman's fault to dim their light. I don't think yeah. any partner should be throwing Never. success and stuff in their faces. Men or women. no. But it no. is not a woman's responsibility to dim their light or reduce who they are so that you can feel better about yourself. Respect no. does not have to come with the reduction of who I am. Oh, that's right. good. Respect for <laughs> respect for you does not have to come at the expense as you know of the reduction of who I am. And that's yeah. just fact for what it is. Brian, anything yeah. else you want to add before we head on up out of here? No, uh, I would just pick back up uh dim uh, well, I said no, but uh don't don't dim your light. As my light goes out, don't dim your light for anybody. Uh, I know sisters, it may seem like it's tough out there and you're dealing with a, a, a pool of mm-hmm. folks who, mm-hmm. you know, are intimidator, things of that nature. But there are somebody out there who who wants to date up or wants to match a level, you know. Listen, so listen. it's OK, because I'm telling you right now, I think we said it before. If anything happens to the woman of God, I'm marrying for money. That's it. The second time will always be for <laughs> financial gain and not listen. love. The CEOs, the the love train know. has ridden back. <laughs> I am on the money train for the love of money. That's what I'm on. Listen, anyway, all right, Brian. Let's go ahead into some um, pockets of joy. Talk about some things let's that do bring it. us joy. All right, all right. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around for this part of the show. We talk about what we do intentionally to bring us joy. It's called Pockets of Joy. Uh, so, Josh, is there anything you're doing or potentially planning on doing to bring you joy? I am not here to brag, but I am here to say that I left Conclave COVID free. Hey, talk I about got, sure. I, got, I got the email mm-hmm. about the guys and the girlies coming back with the COVID. Now, I understand. You know, some of the esoteric things that could happen at Conclave, which I will not speak on on this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that that could be a great contributor to <laughs> COVID, right? But I'm going right. to tell you, I'm going to just tell you something. Brian and I travel a lot and I've yeah. created um, kind of a, a wellness routine that helps me kind of stay uh, up to par. No Chris Moore. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, with my health. Um, so... This is what I do. I'm out, so they say staying active, right, mm-hmm. keeps you, um, keeps you, keeps you healthy, right, keeps you going. So I'm, yeah. y'all know I work out a lot. So that's something that I don't have to up and do. I just, I just, I just do it. I, I do take a multivitamin and usually uh-huh. vitamin C just as part of my daily routine. But when I know I'm going on a a conference or a trip, 
I am, I kind of double up on, I ain't gonna say double up, but I take my vitamin C, elderberry, vitamin D, and zinc. Okay. I take all, all those are immune boosters. They have different kind of things that help you. So I do that about a week before that, that okay. pack. And then I take all of that the entire time that I'm there. And I keep it going for like three days after that pack. Now I keep my vitamin C and stuff going all the time, but that four pack, mm-hmm. I keep it going for like three to four days up until the trip, during the trip, and three to four days after. Why? Or my immune system to be increased, like incredibly strong. Right. I believe in the power of immunity. I've had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the vaccine, right? So boosting my immune system in the way. Now, listen, I am no doctor. I'm just telling you what has worked for me <laughs> and allowed me to leave every conference and every trip COVID free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I do that. I believe that with that level of immunity and and and, and things like that. Um, that what was I about to say. Um, that I'm able to maintain a certain level of health and wellness um, post-trip. The yeah. other thing I do on top of that is I take, I already have seasonal allergies. So yeah. when I go to different cities and states, you'll know that the, the climates are different. Yeah. So I, I, I make sure I'm taking my Zyrtec. Um, not one for my allergies. I have seasonal and probably geographical allergies too. But one for that reason. And then secondly, Secondly, because when I did have COVID, it was one of the things the doctors told me that would help with the symptoms, right? Got so it. I'm like, All right, if this is something that the doctor is using as preventative or um, reactive to what I have, uh-huh. it probably could help at least prevent me from, even if I caught it, God forbid, from feeling terrible, right? Yeah. Um, so I do that and I keep Tylenol on me every time I travel anyway, just for headaches and things like that. So I really feel like you create a health and wellness plan. And I'm saying this as a pocket of joy because I love to come back home well. Yeah, and this is not boasting. I just like to do it. Um, find something that works for you, and make sure that you're being very proactive with your hygiene, with your health, um, because COVID is just like the cold and flu at this point. Yeah, it's going, it's out there, fam. Yeah, there's a likelihood that you're going to get it, no matter how many times you wash your hands, wear your mask, all these things. There's a likelihood that it's going to hit you. It might not hit you as bad as it was doing it when it first came out, but it's a likelihood yeah. that happened. So just be proactive. And one of my pockets of joys is making sure that my health is in tip-top shape. I'm not perfect. I skip my routine sometimes, all the different kind of stuff. But that's what brings me joy. Um, and I'm joyful that I'm able to be here in Atlanta post-clave in good health. How about you, bro? Um, so first update, almost down 20 pounds. I'm down 19 pounds. Come so on. Look, look at God. Just, you know. Lay aside every weight. Um, pockets of joy. This week, I'm really, since I've been traveling recently, I'm spending more time with family. So being intentional this week, I'm not really doing a lot of work per se. I'm resting. Uh, but then also at night, trying to be intentional with spending time with the fam, spending time with Brooklyn, trying to hopefully give a little bit more undivided attention, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, because since I've been gone, it's just, you know, spending some time. So we might go to the park today and Mm-hmm. Ride the bike and do something. I really, I really don't like being outside. So, me going outside with Brooklyn <laughs> yeah, is, hot, is is a big deal. Uh, probably going to take her out of school at some point, and we can go to the swimming or something because like she loves water mm-hmm. before she starts her new school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it. Spend more time with family and enjoying myself. Um, uh, aren't the Iota's coming to down? I think they're here. They already here. chance is here. No, remember he told us last week he won't come no more. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So the traffic's not gonna be any worse because there's not too many of them. <laughs> it's gonna be a regular day in Atlanta. 
all 19, <laughs> of them. That's when they were found, right. right? Right, yeah. All 1960, mm-hmm. an extra thousand people ain't gonna hurt us. Mm-hmm. They're found. We're we gonna treat their conclave as if it was like Memorial Day weekend, <laughs> minus five thousand. <laughs> it's like it's like the if the UPS convention come to Atlanta. <laughs> we love you, Chancey. We do love you, Shout we out to all Chancey. your Iowans. Shout out to that Iowans. What are you, centaurs? Half man, half horse. We love that. We love that. We do. We love that. <laughs> Trojan man. All right. You ready to go into that? <laughs> you ready to, um, what was that? Where are we going? P.O. Box. The writer just yeah. gave us a letter, Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got something in there. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box, and we are just so delighted that our mail came in on time in spite of so much traffic. They could be stopping the post office people with all our oldest on the streets. You know, there's so many UPS deliveries happening, but the regular postman still is delivering stuff. And Ronnie Jenkins, Ronnie Jenkins is a man of cap outside, so he, you know, he's just trying to deliver his mail. Listen, and the UPS men are in the way with their big boxy trucks. But anyway, we want to let you know this segment. You can be a part of our show by getting your letter read out loud. And in order to do that, all you have to do is write in to ask the jigsaw. It's ask the jigsaw at gmail.com, and we will possibly read your letter out loud. Um, we'll be going to also give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. And then we're going to give you the best non professional therapeutic advice you can see right here on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, Brian, that being said, student accepted. Who do we have, and what do they? Uh, pronouns she, her. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. Um, mighty God. Let's do. Huh. I want something good. Okay. And I'm trying to think through. Hum. Let's just go Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Vanessa Bell Armstrong. <laughs> Let's just Vanessa go there. Yeah. Vanessa. Your pastor's favorite singer. She's a great one. She can sing. In her prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was the beast. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, Vanessa Bell Armstrong writes, Hey, guys, love you and the show. Quick question. Summer is almost over, and I have not had a hot girl trip yet. My God. (laughs) Most of my girls are down, (laughs) but one keeps us waiting because she got a new boyfriend, and everything right now is my man, my man, my man. (laughs) My man, my man. He be left with that hoe. (laughs) Um, girl, we happy for you, but answer this text and let's go. Now I know she would be mad if we went without her, but she is also the only one holding up progress. I low-key feel he's the one holding her up on the decision. He seems cool, but he gives me controlling vibes sometimes. This is so in thing. Mm-hmm. I ain't been around this nigga enough to know for sure yet. <laughs> should we move on and just plan the trip or should we keep waiting but like you know give them like a deadline or give her a chance how would you handle this and if you were her boyfriend would you encourage her to go so basically let's go back run it back should yeah. we wait for her to do the trip or just go without her and if you were her boyfriend would you encourage her to go don't don't wait well encourage her to go yes I would I would send one more. This is what I would do to, to CYA. 
If you're mm. in corporate America, you know what that means. Yeah. I would send one more text to the group and add, you know, Apple, hopefully this is all blue. Yeah. Blue text. At her name. And be like, hey, we're finalizing plans by this day. I need to know by this day if you're coming. If we don't hear mm-hmm. from you, then maybe I assume you ain't coming. Um, yeah. And then we'll, you know, we'll catch back up when we get to the city. If that don't get her attention, then move on. Yeah. Like you can't, if you're trying to have this trip, me and Brian just talk about how like the summer basically is over. You're trying yeah. to have this trip, like have your trip and be done. And if you, and if it's her boyfriend, that's something that they're going to have to work out. Yep. Um, I can't really speak to that because you said you ain't been around him enough. He's seen controlling. It reminds me of the boyfriend, really the husband from Martha's Vineyard, the summer vacay show that was on Bravo. Great show, by the way. Good blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the husbands were new to marriage. And he just had some antiquated ideas of like marriage roles, right? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't a bad guy, but he did come off like low-key controlling and stuff sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like it's something that he needed to work through. Again, he didn't seem like a bad guy, but he definitely had some some questionable, you know, characteristics about him. I'll say it that way. So if that's the kind of vibe you're getting, like you just gotta be she gonna have to work through that, not necessarily you. Now to answer your second question, but I encourage my girlfriend or wife to go, absolutely. Girl, get out this house. Um oh, enjoy yeah. your enjoy your time. I'm I'm never gonna stop you from going on a girl trip ever. The mm-hmm. only way that I'm gonna have any um any even comments about it is if it conflicts with something we already have on the calendar, something we're supposed to be doing with the children and knowing my wife. She wouldn't even bring it to me if it was something conflicting with the children or something like that, unless it was minimal. Uh, and I don't want to minimize, like, one of my sons having a football game or something. But, like, yeah. I'd be like, girl, he going to have 12 other football games. Like, yeah. no, right? Um, yeah. So, anyway, I would always encourage it. Um, but, yeah, I would just – I wouldn't even have no deep conversation about it. I would – because mm-hmm. she – if it's in a group, she know. She been reading them, yeah. especially if y'all been talking to her on the in-between. And this is the one thing she don't respond to. So, yep. I'd be like, hey, we need this by this date. Either you coming or not. If you don't respond – then we just gonna be going on a trip, and that's yeah. kind of what it is. And if she get mad, then you got the receipts. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, that's really it. I don't know what else to say. No, nah, I piggyback. I agree wholeheartedly. Anytime I encourage Lauren to go on any trip, I sometimes say, "Hey, listen, you need a weekend." If she, especially if she's saying she's stressed, I say, "Well, book your hotel, stay the weekend, do a staycation, whatever," because you need that space, just like we would need that space. So I'm giving her that space to do that. Um, and like Josh said, just plan the trip, do the trip. And if she can't make it, she can't make it. Um, you want her to be there. You express your desire for her to be there, but if she can't make it, she can't make it, but that shouldn't hold up anybody else's, uh, great time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Let us know how it goes. I would actually love to hear the outcome of this yep. and where y'all, where y'all going? What y'all doing? What you trying to do right. for how girl summer vacation? Let us know. Give us a tea. Um, yeah, Brian, great conversation. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get into it. All right, Puzzle Pieces, this is the point of the episode where we get some things off of our chest. I said every single week, tomorrow's not promised, cuss them out today. Josh, there's something you need to get off of your chest. No, actually. Um, No. Oh, well, yes. Affirmative action. Oh. I don't know if we talked about it in your hip, but I'm going to keep it light because we've been on the mic for over two hours. Yeah. And Clarence Thomas, you bastard. May God rest your soul when you open your eyes in hell. Mm. Because I believe that's where you headed. You are a man who benefited from affirmative action. Um, affirmative action was never putting random black people in spaces that they quote unquote didn't belong. Yeah. Affirmative action makes space 
or people of color who have not have had a chance because of their race to be in yeah. the places where they actually do belong or want to be. Agree. Yep. A lot of these black people, a lot of black people, probably all of black people mm-hmm. who have ended up, particularly let's use colleges for an example, who ended up at the Ivies and the Ivy adjacents and the flagship universities. If they got in because of affirmative action, they still had to reach a certain GPA. Right. They still had to have a certain SAT score, ACT mm-hmm. score. Like none of the standards were minimized for them to be there. They just took their race and um, socioeconomic status and their history into consideration when yep. making admissions decisions. On the flip side of that, you do know that every school also over admits because only about 50 percent of them are actually going to attend. Mm. So some of your spaces, you mediocre white people, were taken by people who didn't even want to go to Harvard or chose Yale or chose Princeton or chose MIT or chose Boston. Yeah. Right. Then you got to realize a strong majority of your spots were probably also taken by those legacy folks who do not have the grade, but they daddy, shout out George Bush, right, went to the schools or donated so much money that it's like we not tell, they could literally be a C student. We're not telling them no. Their dad mm-hmm. gave us $100 million, right? So legacy admissions and all this other kind of stuff has always been in place, but for some reason, and you Asian Americans believe that right now it's a win for y'all. What y'all, my consistent beef with Asian Americans and their pride of being the model minority is at the end of the day, you still ain't white. And when the rubber meets the road, you're going to be impacted and affected in some of the same ways, yep. on, a, on a base level, in some of the same ways. I'm never going to compare your struggle to the struggles of my people because I feel like what we continually go through is just on another level. Yeah. But when it comes to discrimination, you still ain't cisgendered white man. And that is one of the still only truly protected classes of people in these United States who don't have to face the same level of barriers, right, that other groups have to face. And so as you see this as a win today, it is not the win you likely think it is. And I think that the Supreme Court was very stupid in rolling yeah. that back mm-hmm. because, again, it wasn't placing, like, for example, if you were white, middle class and you had like a 3.0 and like a 21 ACT, you're not going to Harvard. You're not competitive enough, mm-hmm. right? And no black person took your spot. Yeah, You weren't competitive enough, right? Mm-hmm. Considering the average ACT score, the average GPA, right? Because I had I had an average ACT score, but I had a, I had a, I graduated with a 5.1 because I'm taking AP courses, right? So let's just say my, my ACT was a 30-something. Yeah. Earned it. I had thousands of community service hours, right? Various organizations. My resume was Harvard through and through. Mm-hmm. So affirmative action may have been the thing that got me recognized. Yeah. But it but my resume is the one that afforded me the actual admissions ticket. Yep. And that's what and here's the thing. Even with all this stuff, affirmative action benefited white women the most. Yep. Because they figure we can kill, we can we can kill two birds with one stone. Let's just get a woman. Mm-hmm. Keep it white, but because because affirmative action protected minorities, it didn't yeah. benefit us the most. We got some benefits from it, sure, but it didn't benefit us the most. And here's the other thing about people telling me, well, they can just go to HBCUs. The thing about it is though, I love my HBCUs, mm-hmm. but we don't have the infrastructure and the resources to support the influx of black students you want to send our way. Yeah. And that's the and that's the unfortunate part. So if we want to build up our HBCUs in that way. Let's get to donate all our money. And here's the thing, blacks who go to PWIs, 
Just because mm-hmm. you went to a PWI does not mean that you can't donate your coin to an HBCU. Let me yep. tell you something. You went to Georgia State, you went to Harvard, you went to whatever school. Those endowments are so large that your $1,000 check ain't going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Why don't you send it to the HBCU? Or even if you're large enough to send a million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, they're like the collective endowment, Brian, of HBCUs for all one hundred and something is still less than what Harvard has alone. I believe it. So you, so your big donation to Harvard, Yale, whatever, is not going to stop them if you decided to send that to Morehouse, Spelman, Clark, Morris Brown, Fisk. Lincoln, like all the schools, right? Rust, the ones that can really use it. Yeah. Alcorn, Lane, <laughs> right? The schools you would probably ain't never heard of, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm saying two things can be true. We can, we can be mad about affirmative action. We can also say send our kids to HBCUs. I'm a big advocate for black students having HBCU experience. Um, but if we're gonna send an influx of our students there, we also gotta back that up with our support. Yep. Financially. Mm-hmm. Um right now I ain't in the I ain't in the, I ain't in the space where I can just give big dollars to Morehouse. No. Right. So I do what I can with the little money that I have. I have a Morehouse tag on my car. I know it's very little money, but they get a portion of that every year. Um when they let when the uh, alumni association asks me for a couple of dollars, I give them a couple of dollars. But there are people in spaces um like Robert Smith. I think what he did for that class was great paying off their loans, but scholarships is only one thing. A scholarship to a Morehouse, right? I'm just can, can we have a family meeting? A scholarship to a Morehouse student means very little if the resources to educate and to house and to provide a, a, a certain level of ecosystem environment for that student is low and minimized. Mm-hmm. Right? Scholarship pays the deals for tuition. It ain't paying the bills for updated dorms and air conditioning and HVAC systems and aging things and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that Morehouse, you're getting the worst of the worst because you're not. It's some it's, it's it's dated, right? Yeah. Some stuff. I stayed, in some dorm, I stayed in some dorms. There's some people that graduated in the seventies and eighties also stayed in, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that imagine if that same level of donation was given directly to the school, yes. hundreds of millions of dollars given directly to Morehouse. And here's the thing: no matter what, this goes to back to that black business conversation. We gotta trust these administrators in these schools to do what's best for the school. Mm-hmm. Trust these board of trust. They're in place. And yeah. until they do something wild, we got to trust them to do it. So yeah. throw that $100 million that way. Throw that $20 million that way. Throw your throw those big philanthropic dollars those ways. And I'm going to say something else that might not be popular for my Morehouse and Spelman folks. We got to give it to more than Morehouse, Spelman, Howard, and FAM, U, and NCAT. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many other schools. Our cousins, Clark, they get looked over a lot, right? Morehouse and Morehouse. Morris Brown is back. I, I call that all the schools in Mississippi and Tennessee lame. Mm-hmm. Um um, who did I just say? Alcorn, uh, Mississippi Valley State, Rusk. I don't even know what a Rusk College is, but it is a functioning HBCU, right? Lamoy mm-hmm. North College in Memphis. I don't even think Memphis has one, right? Some right. of these other schools are, are are struggling financially to keep up, right? Yeah. And they and that's why they have smaller classes or student bodies because they they can't do anything more than than educate a thousand kids at a time, right? Yeah. And then sometimes what they're able to provide, they get quality education. Don't don't miss me there. These yeah. folks are getting quality education, right? Yeah. But sometimes the resources outside of the classroom, yeah, are, and even in the classroom, right? When I was at Morehouse, we still had a few chalkboards, chalkboards, wow. right? 
It doesn't mean I wasn't learning. It's just yeah. that the teacher didn't have the capacity to be like, you know, be touching buttons. But I learned, right. I, I probably learned, I probably had a well-rounded education just somebody at a Harvard or whatever. They just yeah. had a, they had to print my papers off. I couldn't look it down on the screen, right? Yeah. So my it wasn't state of the that, art. Right, it wasn't state of the art, but it doesn't mean that it, there wasn't a way for us to learn. My point is, is that I might not have a Chick-fil-A on my campus, well, my house does now, but it doesn't mean I'm not getting a quality education. But the way to enhance that experience for our students is to invest. And if we want to have a pilgrimage from PWIs to HBCUs, mm-hmm. then we got to invest in them. But that does not change the fact that, our, that overturning affirmative action, especially in a country that is still based and is built upon racist policies and has mm-hmm. racist loopholes all up and through, doesn't mean that we shouldn't be mad at it working to protect um, disenfranchised and marginalized groups. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm adding to that. Down to deal with politics, Joe Biden administration recently said they're going to commission a statue of Emmett Till. Uh, the Democratic Party oftentimes does a lot of uh, what's the Ooh, word? performative stuff. Performative stuff. My God, that same that same administration could have before she died could have sought hate crime charges or something like that against the lady who calls all of this foolishness and calls for Emmett Till to be brutally murdered and tortured. Uh, so. Is it cool that he gets a statue? Yes. But y'all could have allowed that lady, and mind you, I love grace and mercy, but y'all could allow that lady to rot and spend the least couple last few years in jail uh, for the crime that she committed against Emmett Till that allowed him to be brutally murdered, tortured, um, a boy be brutally murdered and tortured because you told a lie uh, in a convenience store. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to celebrate Robinette for doing something that again is performative because there we've we had multiple movies we got during yard not yard um mile markers for Emmett Till all that kind of stuff we get it I'm not taking or discrediting a statue of Emmett Till because we want to remember right but you could have done other things legislatively not legislatively um legally uh to put that lady behind bars uh you just chose not to do it so um Democratic Party do better y'all are hella performative on so many levels, so many levels. When you have opportunities and resources to enact real change, real change. So, yeah, it could, even, and even if it was an Emmett Till and Mammy Till endowment fund, it's like all like the money for the statue. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things because because legislation, you know, outside of an executive order, can be hard in this Congress. Yeah, but to commission that money to something, oh, you could have done that. Mm-hmm. You could have done that. Going back to scholarships, you know what? We're going to do an Emmett Till endowment from the Department of Education. And we're going to not just and not again, not scholarships are necessary, but I also believe in institutional investment. Right. Yeah. So we're going, we're going to send a, this endowments for the, the, the next 10 years. We're going to send so many hundreds of millions of dollars to HBCUs only in mm-hmm. honor of Emmett Till and the education he didn't get. Yep. That moves yeah. the needle. That right. moves the needle, bro. That helps that's, not, that's not performative. That's not, that's performative. not performative because when that's you invest in HBCUs, again, state of the art, enhancing quality of education, enhancing quality of experience for schools. Right. That were intended to educate black folk that an uh, Emmett Till, right, when he went to college, likely would have been forced to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that black folk didn't go to PWIs back then, right? But the, yeah, the life could have been happening. He could have yeah. went to Morehouse. He could have went to, he was in well, he was in Chicago. He could have came on back down to the South and went to a, a, a Mississippi Valley State to be with his yep. family. I don't know, right? But like that's the kind of stuff that moves the needle. Or even if it was a, a Mammy Till, you know, advocacy. Great, you know what I'm saying? For black women and black mothers who love children, you know how many black mothers are more than black boys right now? Yeah, come on, there's so many things. It's like that resources move, move the needle. 
Statues yeah. don't. That ugly yeah. statue of MLK and Coretta Kaskin hugging with just their arms, it looks like a penis being jacked off. It is yeah. terrible. We don't, I don't, like, we don't care we about don't statues. Want that. I don't care. <laughs> we don't care and, about and, statues. And, and, and I'm not saying that you can't put something up to honor people, right? Because statues yeah. do mean things. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I can bet you can poll thousands and thousands of black folks, and we're not going to give two rats craps about a statue being placed anywhere, bro. If anything, no. if you want to do something with statues, go, statues, go through the United States and take down all the Confederate ones. Yep. If you if you if you go to Europe, there are no statues of losers in place. Hitler nope. is not put anywhere. The losers of that war are all over the place. Take yeah. them down, change the name of the streets. That's the only thing we care about with statues at this point. Yeah. You ain't got to replace them. You ain't got to do nothing else. Mostly just take them down. Yep. And if you feel like you want to replace them, don't do that for me. Do that because you want some some like city and civic art. But if you yeah. want to move the needle, you want to move the yeah. needle. When Congress ain't responding, throw money. Because yep. the resources move needles. And that's just yeah. what it is, bro. Right. What it is. Yeah. Agreed. You might not see it tomorrow, but you'll see it. You're going to see it. You're going to turn me up because I'm telling you, my, like my sons, your daughter, like they're going to college. Yeah. Right? And, and how sad would it be if I sent my sons to Morehouse? It's the same Morehouse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the, you, yeah. My son's staying in Boys Hall? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love my institution, and this is not a public rant against them. But I understand why these schools are in their positions because there's the lack of resources, a lack of investment in certain spaces. Yeah, and it's just and it's just that's the inequity of it all. It yeah. really is. The government isn't investing in these institutions in the same way. And then you want yeah. to talk about, then you want to do things like from the action. Then you have not only just black people, white people say, well, go to your HBCUs, but that shouldn't have to be. If I want to go to Harvard, nigga, I should be going to go to Harvard. But at the same yeah. time, I choose to go to an HBCU. I should be able to go to an institution that is going to give me the same quality education. Again, again, I'm not debating that. My education yep. is top tier. Yes. But at the same time, I shouldn't be fighting for, I shouldn't be having a minimized experience. Yeah. Right? Because of a lack of investment. And that's what I'm speaking to. And yep. now y'all determine me. I tried to stay calm. <laughs> but I didn't get it. The more you talk about it, I didn't get it. My voice got to over sweating now. Oh, God. <laughs> Get me off this mic, right? All right. Well, that, I guess that's a, another episode oh. of the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> Shoot. Close out. <laughs> got attitude. Uh, we thank you for all the listeners for everything you continue to do. Continue to like. Continue to subscribe. Continue to share. Let's get those numbers up. Let us know how great we're doing. If you have any episode uh, ideas, topics, or concerns, let us know. We would love to hear them. We may use them for a future episode. Uh, continue to follow Josh. I am I am Josh Rogers. Follow me. I am Brian Hare, the Jigsaw Podcast. I'm on social media. Uh, we are, I guess, we're threading now, so follow us on the threads as well. Um, and we are super excited about that. Uh, yes. Any upcoming announcements? I don't think None so. None that I can think of. Okay, no upcoming announcements. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Before we head out, let the people know what they need to do, Josh. All you can do is what you can, why you can, in very best ways that you can. But at all of you're doing, please, please, please don't get college work undone. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.